Fortune Radio, one of the best. Thank you, Aaron. This was a hit spot. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, so he had, um, he started this group in New York that he used uh, the letters of LSD and called it the League for Spiritual Discovery. Oh, that's cool. And it was like a club? Um, not a club. Like he would have just discussions, you know, and people would interact. And one of my, one of my mentors, this woman, Rita, who was a bit, well, maybe 15 years older than me, probably more actually. I think at that time I was only 21. And she must have been in her mid-40s, maybe, yeah, maybe mid-40s. She had three kids, and um, she was an artist. And she, was she a looker? I, she was a mom. I, I, she, was just a, she was just a really nice mentor. Oh, okay, okay, me, okay. You know? I'm just trying to set the scene, figure yeah, out no, what she it, was, how what she was to you, kind of. Um, Mentors are important. I, well, I had this friend who he was like a. I've known a bunch of A type characters, mm-hmm. and this this I'm just trying to. Th- I met this guy through this woman who I ran into at one of the early B ins in Central Park. What's a BN? In Central Park in New York. What's a BN? I'll tell you this. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, The radios, the hip radio stations, and one of the main ones in New York was uh, WBAI with this fellow Bob Fass. As the hippie movement was growing, so I'm thinking this is sick. Late 66, early 67, that uh, he was playing progressive music, including music that we were familiar with, you know, some Beatles stuff too. And it just talks, he'd have different people on. And so I think the first thing that he mentioned on the air, again, no, no cell phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, some people didn't even have phones, so you got to go visit. You know, we had radios. So, Bob, the first thing that he put together was called a clean-in, and this is in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, where there were like in between some apartment buildings, mm-hmm. there was lots of garbage. And so he, like, mentioned it to, to the community, let's go do a clean-in, which was interesting because but just a bunch of people would go down and clean up the different areas. Oh, it was like a community outreach, kind of clean, you're cleaning, or not community outreach, but community gets together and cleans the block? or Yeah, clean the block, whatever that particular block was in the Lower East Side. Let's do a clean-in. Yeah. And, uh, and one thing I remember, I don't remember a whole lot about what we did, I know we cleaned stuff up. I went with a few friends. I can't even remember who they were. But some guy in like a third floor tenement, because this area in the Lower East Side were all tenements where the immigrants used to live, you know. Now the 
hippies were living there because it was so cheap. Mm-hmm. And one guy was playing an, an, uh, uh, an EP. So what is an expanded? What does EP stand for? Uh, what is it? Uh, extended press or no? Because uh, it's only like a four song, right? It's right, like a small, four or five yeah, songs yeah. on it. Right. An extended. I, I forget exactly like, what it stands for, but yeah. Was Country Joe from Country Joe and the Fish from their first album before the album came out that had this EP that came out. And I just remember hearing, you know, their music from this third floor tenement. Then the next thing Bob Fass on WBAI mentioned was let's have a fly in, but we did it at Grand Central Station. I, I don't know, we didn't go to like Kennedy Airport or anything. So in Grand Central say people came and just hung around. People were in costumes and just walking around and greeting one another. Then then there was this bean. So the bean was in Central Park and just thousands of hippies would come there. And at one point there were a group of people that were like putting helium balloons together. And making like a a rope string up into the air of like tens, dozens of helium balloons, and you know we're young, we're young people. I think mm-hmm. at that time I was only like I was maybe just twenty, you know, at that uh-huh. time, maybe not even. And um, I met I met a couple of women who were right at that spot, and they became good friends for for many years, and. Uh, so we had a whole group that hung out in New York for a while. And, and then the two girls, uh, Barbara and, and Sam, her name was Roseanne, but she called herself Sam, went to Haight-Ashbury. I've been there once, man. That's a cool spot. I've been there once. That's a cool spot. Oh, oh that area. Yeah, yeah Haight yeah. Street, by the park. by Haight the, and Ashbury, those, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a great neighborhood, all these Victorian buildings. Um, and so they went to Haight-Ashbury. And I wanted to be with them. And you wanted to be with them. I wanted to be. That we were just close. The platonic friends. Platonically. And then I wanted to be with them. And I I hitched in um, the end of September '67. I hitched from New York. I got a bus to the Jersey Turnpike and got off and put my thumb out and. Hitched to San Francisco. So oh, that's, wow. a, whole that's other, a dude. That's that's a, that's a whole other story. You know? I'm trying to hear that I story. Even, yeah. I wouldn't even hitch from 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 Downing to Marion. You know, dude. I hitched from I <laughs> I, I, I hitched from Cripple Creek to Denver once, and that was a hell of a thing, man. Hitchhiking's an adventure, like, and you, you know, it's it's an adventure. I don't know if I, I believe there was really less crime. And less fear of something bad happening. Yeah. It's not just that we didn't have the communication system as we did before. I think it was just a better time. You wouldn't, you, there would be less crazed people around at that time than there are now. That, that you wouldn't feel safe doing something like that now. Yeah. What do you think that is? Do you think it's just I, like know, from exposure? Do you think like there's just like so much exposure to crazy shit that people just get tainted or... Yeah, I... say what you said again. Well, it's just like, what do you think that is? Like, it seemed like it was safer back in the day than it is now. You could trust people more back in the day, right? To hedge hike. So, what is that? What What is I, it? You know, there's like, a couple. Of, I think 
Part of it is the population growing. There's more people, so you there's care less about each individual? I think there's more people, which means like like there are more cars in Denver now than when I moved here. Yeah. So there are more accidents. Yeah. So you're yeah. meeting, there would be more people that you have more chance of like... Sure, and, and, sure. And, and then part of it is like, a, you know, where does all this crazy stuff come from, you know, with all the mass shootings and stuff? Where's What's with the mentality of all that? Yeah. And I think people have repressed, or even the government, whatever, you know, counties, states, the United States government, they, it, it, it made like, if you said you were having difficulties inside yourself or in your mind, they just like throw you off somewhere. They didn't care rather than trying to help people. So I think more mentally crazed people have developed over all this time mm -hmm. because, you know, back in the early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, and I lived in San Francisco, Marin, Marin County area for, for many years, that that was the mode of transportation. Hitchhiking. Was hitchhiking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how people, most people got around. Uh, and um, pre-Uber. <laughs> for you, for, for you, you know, it's funny you say that. I had a friend who was an entrepreneur who always had money. He's always started businesses. He bought this, uh, when we were living in, in Marin, uh, we had a house in San Anselmo. And uh, he bought this truck from, like it was a Navy or Air Force truck. It was a double cab with a full, you know, back of of the truck, you know, a full-size truck with a double cab. And we'd go into San Francisco. People would be out in the street. We'd pick them up. But mostly on the way back from San Francisco over the Golden Gate into Marin, we're picking up people along the way. So first they'd fill when up. you got the, room for them. First they'd fill up the cab. Yeah. You know, then they're hopping into the back. And then when someone needed to get off, you know, they'd hit the window of the cab. We'd stop. They'd get off. Maybe some other people would get on there. Yeah, yeah. Until we got on it. You know, so. It was like public transportation. <laughs> it was public transportation. So, you know, people, I, you know, I know it's changed a lot. You know, it used to be because, you know, all my friends at the time had long hair. So it, it always seemed, other than other than the bikers, you know, other than the Hells Angels, it always seemed like every, anyone that had long hair, they were cool, you yeah. know, and that's changed, you yeah. know, that's changed. Like, you know, I thought anyone that smoked weed or dropped acid, you know, was cool. You could trust them. They weren't, but right. it's changed, you know. It so. has changed. I wonder what the yeah, deal but, with that is, you know, and there's something, <coughs> excuse me, it's almost like a respect. I got here, let me throw this away. I, I got like a respect for anybody with long hair uh, and tattoos, you know, because it's like, it almost means like, I mean, it's like whatever, they're, they're making money, they're doing something, and their boss is okay with them having long hair. So that means they're either their own boss or... Do you know what I mean? Like they, you got full, full, full hair and full beard, and you're looking at him, and it's like, dude, he's not a slave to corporate America. Like right. at the very right. least, you know, right. he's not he's not forced to cut his beard for his job, and, and forced. Well, I think more so today that that's the case. Yeah. That people have tats all over, 
you know, whatever their hairstyle is, you know, yeah. pink, green, you know, dreads, dreads pulled up oh, on yeah, top. absolutely. You know, whatever. I think it's it's more understood now. Back then, you know, because we called, you know, the whole, called it the counterculture. Counterculture, yeah. right? Absolutely. So it was like, we were in our own group, so we protected one another. We took care of one another. We weren't a part of corporate America. Corporate America wouldn't hire people like us. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it just wasn't something to do, to be part of that. It seems... And so I think we took tried to take care of one another for the most part. And, you know, when I first moved to Haight-Ashbury, it was... When I, when I finally got to Haight-Ashbury, I got there and I, I read one of the local hippie papers called The Oracle. And on the cover was the death of the hippie. Three days before I got there, they buried the hippie. Jeez. I'm looking for like to be in hippie heaven and they buried the hippie because of weird stuff was starting to happen. So when I first got there, it was like the end of the summer of love, as they call it. And, and, and there was... You know, when it got so popular, I mean, I was there at times where there would be tour buses that people in the Midwest would drive up Haight Street just to look at the hippies. Yeah. You know, and so then other people started to come in who would maybe scam you. Oh, like pretend hippies? Like fake hippies? No. no, Tourists, tourists. No, no, the tourists would come and do their thing. Uh But then other people came in who were more you know, uh, more criminally minded people, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And then, you know, even even at the time, uh, you know, speed was went along with, with everything, mm-hmm. you know. So you're getting all that weird speed stuff going on. So and, what, the Hells Angels were like pushing the speed, weren't they? Yeah, like, you know, that, right. So that was part of it, you know. I, you know, my friends who I went out to see before I got out there, my one friend, uh, Barbara, Somehow got picked up by a group of Hell's Angels and they had their way for a few days, you know, and uh, nothing you could do. Yeah, that's wild. So, you know, at one, at one point, so we moved in and, and, and she lived like sort of downtown when I first went to see them. Mm-hmm. They had an apartment downtown. Then we moved to Haight-Ashbury proper. And at one point... We had a uh, an apartment with a bunch of other... We had 16 people lived in the apartment in a two-bedroom. Jesus. I was lucky to get, like, the closet for a few nights, you know, <laughs> whenever I could. <laughs> oh, my God. So, Aaron, what was rent? What were you paying for rent? I don't know who paid for rent. Nobody was paying. I had no idea about, like, what yeah. that was, you yeah, know. And, and what was funny also... You know, when I'm, I'm thinking of this, I hadn't thought of this in a long time. So we were on Page Street in this apartment building, which was kind of nice. It had a rug, and then it went up to up up the stairs, and um, and we and then we had friends across the way too. So we had these like two apartments together. We were about sixteen lived at the most lived in ours, but we did, we were doing a lot of acid at that time, and and the floor of the uh, apartment building, the rug was like all of these different colored polka dots. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I just remember like how cool that was, you know. Yeah. And yeah, so you know, we all got along, but we got bad behind speed with with uh, needles and stuff. Also, oh, intravenous speed. 
Intervenus. Oh speed. yeah, boy. You know well, that, that was a rush. Yeah, no doubt. That's heavy. <laughs> we weren't into heroin or anything, but we were into shooting up, and speed was the thing. Shooting you know? up speed. I never really heard about shooting up speed. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, we used to get a lot of powder. You know, I guess we called it crystal meth. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I don't remember too many. I mean, people. You know, depending on your mindset. Like, there were addictive minds, you know, that yeah, yeah. will get very bad behind it where other people could do it and it, it's not addicting. Depends you know? on the person, depends they on the drug, it depends on, yeah. Right, for, yeah. for anything that it is. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and so the, the group I was with, it wasn't that crazy. But you remember like a number of years ago when meth, you know, was really bad here and people were really getting badly ill and sick and crazy behind it. I don't remember that happening there, but there was crazy stuff. Yeah. So so that summer of love turned into the autumn of discontent, you Jesus. know, kind of. Yeah, and I that's bet. why there was the death of the hippie because all these tourists were coming in. Yeah. But, you know, when when I was there, all these people are coming from all over the country, teenagers, you know, you know, yeah. 13, 14, 15, 16. You know, I was like one of the old ones. I was from New York, you know. Uh-huh. I came back to an apartment like Owsley, you know of the name Owsley? It sounds Stanley, uh, Owsley Bear Stanley. I don't know. He not only was the, um, um, what, uh, instru- uh, he would create like the sound for the Grateful Dead, building the speakers and stuff oh, like nice. that, doing the sound system, doing recording and stuff like that. But he was also making LSD. Okay. And he would like drop it on Hate Street. You know, if he made like uh, Purple Wedges was one of the tabs that he came out with. He's dead, so he can't get in trouble for, you know, people hearing about it. But um, so uh, I was with a couple of friends. Uh, One (laughs) took the name Frodo. (laughs) You did? No, not me. I was just Phil. Okay. But but one took the name Frodo, so we called him Frodo. Uh-huh. And another guy who was huge, he was like 6'2", 250 pounds. His name was Tiny. Okay. <laughs> so I was yeah. with Frodo and Tiny. And we took the Purple Wedges and we're on Hate Street. And, and the tourists are going by, you know, and a lot of police harassment too. But the tourists are going by and looking at us and we're looking at each other saying... Man, these people are looking. They don't realize we're melting right here. (laughs) And so I went back to the house where we were, you know, on Page Street, which is one block off of uh, Hate Street. And um, and then like all these people were like tripping, and this is the first time they'd done any LSD. And like I know there was one guy like walking in the room and with his girlfriend holding his leg and he's like dragging her across the floor and <laughs> like people tripping. are just like really out there. And they're asking me, what's going on? I said, we're tripping. <laughs> you know? Dude, LSD is a hell of a drug and LSD changed my life. Oh, there you I, go. I, I, I think it did mine too. I recently there got a hook of like some real science, scientist level scientific Shandos? shit. Shandos? Uh, might not it's be not, Sandos. It's probably but... not Sandos, but it's you can just tell that it was done properly. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it really knocked the dust off of some... It knocked the dust off my, my brain. Oh, interesting. Because I was... You know, I went a couple years kind of dormant, 
in hibernation, kind of just you're not talking about you did this how long ago? Um, probably six months ago. Right. Okay. Because I remember when you went through that period. Yeah, I went through some heavy shit. Very inner heavy stuff. Yeah. You were acting out against us also at that time. Yeah, I was kind of uh, in a, just a kind of a... Well, that's why I was glad to see you after all that, you know, that period. And like, to me, you were like back to the open, communicative... Um, person as i as i remembered yeah i feel like i'm back i feel like acid had a really big part well that's interesting in that. i i know for a lot of people i was i was off go ahead sorry no no continue i was just gonna say i, I was off the rails and mm-hmm. uh i was like get, trying to get into stand-up comedy and i was doing open mics and stand-up comedy and i just felt lost and nothing was clicking and then i i did some acid and just went on a journey man and i started i picked up my electric guitar and started playing, and it just like it was crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was like really fucking nuts. And I was like, "This is what I need to be doing." You know, this is what I was am supposed to be doing. You know, wow. and I started playing playing music out again, and playing open mics for music instead of open mics for comedy. And it just feels like okay, I'm back on the rails. You know, and I feel like back to normal. Maybe top, maybe plus. You know, a little bit extra. It's good. Well, my first time was back in uh, 66, just after it became illegal. But uh, my oldest friend, who I just saw a few days ago, um, he was going to Stony Brook University, and his roommate, I get, and it was 66, his roommate took a summer course at Berkeley, and that's where Timothy Leary and Richard Alpert were doing their testing. It was free. It was legal at the time. And that was like the primordial, that was like where it all started. In a sense, right. That in upstate New York with Allen Ginsberg and and, and a lot of the beat people. Yeah, yeah. Um, And so he came back. Because the first LSD, when it was, they said LSD 25. And it was 300, I think it was 325 micrograms in each blue capsule, light blue capsule that said Sandoz on it in white. And that was, Sandoz is still around making medicine. Pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical, right. right. So this was the first created Uh LSD-25, Sandoz. And I had taken some uh, sugar cubes that people said had acid in it. And I never really got off. That shit happened to me before too. Right. And, 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 And so... I we were, we were at Stony Brook University, and this oldest friend of mine, we both took did one blue capsule, three hundred and twenty five mics, whatever. Maybe it was something different, three hundred mics, whatever. Of the Sandos. Of the Sandos, whatever is the proper amount they put in it. And we had a guide who was the guy who was in Berkeley and came back. That was his roommate. Always helpful. And everyone had a guide then. You know, yeah. It was really intense stuff, and but it was mind opening, like you were saying. So. It, I don't know about taking off the dust, but it opened my mind, even though it 
it hasn't been opened in the same way. It's never closed. Yeah. It never closed. I was just talking to a, a, a artist who's actually, he's in his late 60s. He plays piano at the Mercury Cafe. I play over there sometimes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he's going to be on the show too. His name's, uh, his name's Nick. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's an old acid head. Reminds me a lot of you. Uh, Mad Wisdom. And he was saying, you know, I don't have to be on these drugs anymore. Like to feel the way they made me feel. Like they opened something up it and, opened. It, and it didn't close. Right. And it never and, closed. And, and, Even yeah. though there are ups and downs in it, I think that's why a lot of people, I mean, it's hard to say because you're making a d- discrimination between one mindset and another mindset. Uh, but that, you know, you just, I don't know, learn to be more accepting, more to appreciate all cultures mm-hmm. Different music, yeah. different colors of people, yeah, and yeah. whatever it is. So I think, so that's never closed. You know, that's always part of the fiber that's inside me. And 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 a lot of people I know. I like I said, I just came from this trip in Florida. I saw one, two, three. I would have seen others, but my friend missed the flight from San Francisco. I mean, from Chicago to 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 Fort Lauderdale. So I saw one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people. Some I hadn't seen in 20 plus years. Some I hadn't seen in longer than that. And all that I've known for over 50 years. Dude, that's a good feeling, dude. And they're all beautiful, lovely. That's awesome. You know, uh, warm people. That's awesome. I like doing that, too. I've been doing that recently, too. Trying to reconnect with people over Facebook or whatever it is. Because it's kind of a good marker to see, like, oh, damn. That person gained 110 pounds. Oh, damn, that person... That person has three kids now, you know, and it's it's kind of like because you hate to relate to to try to compare yourself to people, but at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, well, I am who I am. And they're looking at me like, oh, this motherfucker's got tattoos now, and he's he's got glasses, and he's whatever, you know, he's starting to go gray. Like it's you know, right? It's we, whatever, uh, it, you you forget that you're the, you're also going through changes. And uh, it's just, it's crazy. But, you know, you're looking in the mirror every day, so it just doesn't seem. So, so, um, so I was with, like, my oldest friend in, in Knoxville, who I've known since seven years old, who I did all my first smoking weed for the first, actually, the first time I got high was some Lebanese hash. Nice. That, that we did in, in Greenwich Village at a friend's house. Nice. At, at a friend's, of a friend's house, and... Uh, yeah, no, it's great that, you know, people say, well, if you did all that stuff, you, you can't remember it. Well, that's not the case. Yeah. It opened us up and we still remember that stuff. Yeah. Now, we don't remember everything, but I do remember like getting high and it was in this woman's house in Greenwich Village in New York. It was a very hip place, 66, uh, like in the spring of 66 and um, uh, maybe it was the summer and and she was paying Coltrane, you know, it was the first time I heard Coltrane. And yeah, like, yeah. we got onto the elevator to go take a walk around Greenwich Village and stuff after we did the hash. And some woman got on the uh, elevator. She was, this other woman was on like the sixth floor. And someone else got on the elevator. And I, 
I looked at her and I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, <laughs> just laughing and laughing, you know. And remember how much she would laugh when it first, know, first yeah. started. I don't even get high much anymore. Yeah, me you either. Know? I, I get a buzz, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's all right. I smoke yeah. good stuff. I, I like the smell all, and yeah. the taste, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I. I mean, someone could tell me it's ten ten milligrams of THC or 40 milligrams of THC it's all the same it doesn't matter <laughs> same I have to smoke all day just to stay at zero or just yeah I mean it's 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 like drinking water or something yeah. you know yeah. I mean there are some people that drink beer you know but maybe exactly. not during the day so but at that's night that's why I can't talk shit on alcoholics because it's like dude I smoke weed all goddamn day and it's like dude if somebody wants to drink and that's their thing let them do it I mean I, I'm not trying to compare cannabis to alcohol, but at the same time, it's like, dude, people, people do their shit. People have yeah, their shit, you know? Yeah, whatever it is. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's part of our, as part of our lifestyle that I find it, it's not harmful. It's whatever it is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so anyway, I thought, so I was with my friend in Knoxville, who I've known since seven. We did all these things for the first time together, like the hash and, in, in Greenwich Village and LSD speed, whatever it was we did for the first time together. So he and his wife, who met in California where I was living, and I knew her, I kind of introduced them together. They're coming up on their 49th wedding anniversary. Wow. And they have nine grandkids. And Dude. I dropped them off a little weed, you know, when I was there. That's awesome. And and um, so so his, his wife, they're just great people. And uh, so we've been sending, we took selfies and pictures and sending them back and forth. So they know my friends who I saw in Florida uh, before I went to Knoxville and then went another place in Tennessee where I met some other friends that I'd known, you know, from when I first moved out there. And I'm trying to get to Tennessee. I'd love to get out to Tennessee. It's, it's green. It's, it's, I mean, the trees are bare, but, you know, it's, it was a lot of rain when we were there. But yeah. it, it's, it's really lush. Did you see any shows or anything? Uh so anyway, these the, here's me, right? Oh, nice. My friend Gabriel and my friend Steve. Very cool. He's got the tie-dye. 2024, right? Nice. This is us when we took oh, a trip. Shit. That's Steve there. Where are you? There I am playing no, the flute you're there. Not, dude. Let I, me zoom that in. That's crazy, So that's bro. Gabriel. Full beard, full hair. Right. There's Steve. a flute, dude. This is 1970. The, oh my uh, god! This, and this picture is nineteen in twenty twenty four. That's awesome. Man. So uh, yeah, I didn't want to. Awesome. So this guy, <sighs> dude, you gotta, uh, dude, that's so cool. Yeah. So this we were taking a, a, a micro a, a send me that one, microvan. Send me that one sure, for, the, for, the, that one. for the for the podcast. Dude. Right. So this is uh, Steve over here on the right, and this is Gabriel here on the left. Our friend Bob, who had the VW van. Um, it wasn't a microbus. It was like a, and I had a lift up, like a camper. Bed. Camp, yeah, like a camper. I, I forget what they called it, but um, anyway, That's yeah. Cool. So here are the three of us, and here we are, fifty-four years later. Just like looks like the Charlie Manson Manson Squad. Listen, you know it's funny. I mean, we could look like that, but. <laughs> I don't think he took the right kind of acid. He was taking some weird, <laughs> you he know, was taking some CIA. The, acid. <laughs> these are all people that, yeah. Did so. you hear about? Did you hear that man about Manson? Like he was working with the government. Did you hear that? I thought I Do heard something like that. Like, that. like he was like uh, an undercover, like to bust people and stuff, and right? to like experiment with the drug, and oh. like he would get in trouble, and like they would just let him out of prison and shit. Uh, 
I, I don't know. I don't know much about it either, but it kind of interests me. The whole, um, the whole origination of acid, like what it was, what like some scientist just makes it because accidentally, on accident, and it was uh, horse, right, 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 some horse tranquilizer. Uh, I I I forget what it was, but it was some like kind of. Um, Fungus that he let grow on right. on bread or something. Right. That's some kind of fungus, and then synthetically, he came up. You know, chemically, the chemical he would, equation. Like, copy it. Yeah, yeah. To make it lysergic acid dithylamide. Yeah. Twenty five. Wow. So, you know, people have been making it all along. I don't know. What did you have? Blotter or something? Uh, no, it was actually gel. Gel. <laughs> so it it was almost it looked like a green Jolly Rancher was the color and kind of consistency of it, but small, smaller, much 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 smaller. Interesting. And it was like okay, it was like one hit it was like a microdose, and you're okay. You could go walk around, and you'd be fine, but you'd be feeling really fucking good. And two hits was like you're going on a journey and you're gonna be sweating a little bit. Like and it's probably best that you stay inside, you know, <laughs> just like listen to some vinyl and just you chill know, out, you know. I, I hadn't done the last time I did L S D was nineteen seventy. Really? I had done a lot between nineteen sixty six and nineteen seventy, but I I didn't do any after that. I'd be curious to see what you think about the shit. Well, that I was these days. I did do I um I you know I have been I did for a long time I didn't do any uh, psychedelics but then I started like taking a little bit of psilocybin you know yeah and uh, we went to Mexico in '71 and found mushrooms you know in the fields we were in, in near Palenque I feel way safer about mushrooms you know again it's a natural thing that's why I mean I have friends that have really good vape pipes where you put flour in you know a little yeah, yeah. Th- and it's nice. I don't, you know, the oil I don't like very much, you know, but I like what they have. But I just like flour, you know. Yeah, I just like smoking flour, flour or chocolate. anything from the natural thing. I don't know. There's a guy, if you know the guy who works for Altitude. He, does he live in this complex? Yeah. He Altitude just had a magazine? Kid. Altitude magazine? No, uh, maybe it's Altitude. No, Altitude um uh, you know dispensary. dispensary. Oh, okay. Uh, right. I, I, He's I a grower. I don't think I met him. Anyway, he gave me some gummies a while back, like our first no or something that we had. Uh-huh. And um, I haven't taken any, you know. But I, so I hadn't done that much, you know. I, I guess part of what it is is maybe I want to have control of more of what is going on. Though I took the mushrooms, you know. But I never took a lot because I'm at the Dead & Company concerts, you know. Yeah, you're so. out and about right. in and public. I, you and I would, go and I would be, you know, I would be vibing pretty good. I'd have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I know one of the shows, not last year, but the year before, I was still high as I was driving home, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Because I know the route so well. Exactly. Know? I was all right, yeah. but I was holding on to the wheel, you yeah. know. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> definitely... I've, I've been there a couple... Of th- when I was younger, you know. Because when you're still experimenting, you don't know, you know, how far you can go, you know. That's, oh, yeah, there was a time a I was like... Trip. I was doing so much I couldn't get off anymore. Uh-huh. And this guy, my friend Abraham, who I said we all did all this stuff together for the first time, he was living in an apartment up on... 96th Street in Manhattan, 96th and 3rd, and uh, we had this big party, 
and about 20 people. And they were all tripping. The The only thing I could do was like eat a big chunk of hash to yeah. like be... What you still... To be close of, to the same level as my friends were. That you shit know? will still trip you out. Yeah. When you eat it, it makes it affects you differently when you eat Definitely. it. Definitely. That's why when I say I don't do many of the gummy... Well, when I was still with my wife, Karen, we're living in... Um, in uh, Aurora. By the way, this is for you. Oh, nice. And you're right. It's shake. You know, like we call it jarring debris, but it is shake. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, you know, we, we, we started experimenting with the chocolates. I think there was one called like Rhino, Blue Rhino or something. That's like a, that's a dick pill. That's a, that's a hard on pill. Oh, yeah. Then it's something different. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is more like a Hershey bar, <laughs> okay, you know, cool. with 10 different sections on it. Yeah. Each of them was 10 mil- milligrams, right? Again, so I smoke a lot. And so I took 10 milligrams, nothing. I waited a week. I took 15 milligrams, nothing. Yeah. Then the third week, I took 20 milligrams and I tripped for two hours. Really? Yeah. Everything was crystalline. It wasn't kind, It wasn't like I had like after images like I would on LSD or the walls looking like Aztec, you know, paintings. Uh-huh. But it, everything was vibrating. It was really cool. I really liked it. I'm like singing songs to the flowers we had in the backyard. That's good. That is good energy. <laughs> I was writing it down and I and, and and my wife and I were going through some bad stuff at that time. And it wasn't much after that that we ended up splitting up, maybe a year or so, but and uh, when she came back, I said, oh, Karen, this is her. She didn't want to hear about it, you know. Uh-huh. But so it was kind of sad in that sense. But yeah, so, and that's when I said, you know, oh, yeah, kids shouldn't be taking this and you shouldn't be doing this when you're driving, you know. Psilocybin? Psilocybin? No, the, 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 um, uh, gum, the Edible, edibles, edibles that yeah, I had. Edibles, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you take too much, you know, it's, it'd be hard to drive. Yeah, but, and it <laughs> sticks with you for, like, hours when right. you eat it. But, but I had a pleasant experience, you know, all the times I had the mushrooms. Nice. You know, I, I've been wanting to do some it, just in my apartment and, you know, get into a whole thing. Yeah. I have friends that still do that, like my friend in Knoxville, where um, he's, like, been pretty straight for the last 50 years yeah, he's a he's a clinical psychologist who recently retired. Yeah, but he's but he wanted to go in, you know. And, Absolutely, and, that's and, like the next frontier, man, dude. I I have some Super Mario mushrooms. If you just say the word, you just let me know. <laughs> uh, and I'm I've been kind of waiting. I wanted to do them with a girl, but that's not a good idea, you know, to do psychedelics with a girl unless you're really comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'll, they're kind of a little scary. Because I'm telling you, there's... Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they have this look to them. The last batch of mushrooms I had, I was calling them underworld mushrooms because they looked like they were just straight out of the devil's satchel. Just like, uh, really? Yeah, like... <laughs> but but they made me, like, emotional. Well, you know, ginseng looks kind of weird. It like looks that. weird, yeah. <laughs> but... And I was like, whatever, man, you know? <laughs> and so I bought them. I'm going to eat them, <laughs> you know? But these ones that I got right now, are they look like some Super Mario fucking crazy, like... You know, when we were in Mexico in 71, um, people told us about these mushrooms in this town, Wautla, which was near uh, Oaxaca. Yeah. Not far from Oaxaca. That they called derumbe. 
Derumbe. Derumbe in Mexico in English is earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I we never found them, but uh, but yeah, when were we you were in town and found the mushrooms growing up in the cow pasture, yeah, they were they were mellow, and we were eating a lot of them. We were eating a lot of them as we walked from one end of this cow pasture to this little creek. I've never done it that way. I always wanted to go naturally, go out and, and hunt for them, hunt for the yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. That's was, how you did it, right? Well, people, so we were looking for, uh, this is 71, and uh, in like April, early May, early May in 71 in, in uh, Palenque, Mexico, but we've been searching for them for a few weeks, you know, just trying to like go places where there was water in the woods and think mushrooms would be growing, you know. So we get we get to the, um, the these Mayan ruins in in, in Palenque, which is an amazing place, and and we're pulling up into the parking lot, and there's a couple, and we see their their van has California plates on it. So they're they're hunting too, probably. Yeah. So and they're like making breakfast. Well, okay. they were mixing the mushrooms in with the eggs. No shit. Yeah. And they said, "Oh yeah, you just got to go to this pasture." Nice. You know, and, and we and we went to one pasture, and you know the sound of cicadas. Yeah. Well, Beautiful. they had just come out, you know. So there's the weird whistling was going on, and and we were in the wrong pasture. Then finally, we found the right gate. You know, oh, there's the gate, you know, that yeah. we're talking about. And we just ate them, you know, all day. And Dude, that's so cool, man. Like I said, I never, I never, I was never shown the spot or I never tried hard enough to, because you got to go and flip Patty's the cow shit over. And it's underneath the cow shit, usually. Well, it's yeah, or on the side. On the side, On the sure. side, okay, right. Yeah. Right, but it's, you know, I guess that... Manure, you know, is like the best growing stuff, anyways. So. Yeah, it's like, but it has super to be rich. the right place. Again, we we were yeah. in another cow pasture with cow patties, you know. Yeah, but it wasn't growing there. We had to be in this right one, so I'm not sure what that is. It has to do with something but that like the cows eating too, or and, maybe, and the climate's yes. got to be perfect. Yes, but you know how mushrooms are. The funguses, they're like a whole underground thing. It's one of the other than aspens, they're the largest growing. Yeah, they you know, communicate entity. under. Uh, they communicate with each other underground, like right. They've got right. a whole. Yeah, dude. God, mushrooms <laughs> are crazy, dude. They, so anyway, yeah. back to uh, back to my friends Barbara and Sam and in Haight Ashbury. So I ran out of money. Maybe I had even hepatitis at the time. I'd never been on a plane. My p- parents sent me money to fly back on my twenty-first birthday from. Haight Ashbury, nice. and I left the people there. Then, so I'm in New York, and I hook, you know, Barbara and Sam come back, and we hook up, and she had this friend David, and he was the A A character guy I was talking about. Okay. So I'd I'd hang with him, and we 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 do our wake and bake, and he would say, "Let's hit it," you know, and we'd go out whatever we were gonna do. Yeah. He knew he knew lots of people. Anyway, he knew this woman Rita Greenfield, who I said went to the League for Spiritual Discovery. Part of the tribe. Right. So that's how I met Rita and her three kids. And um, anyway, I just wanted to get back to that, how I met this fellow. And yeah, he was friends with uh, with guys from the, the Chambers Brothers. Did you know them? I'm not familiar they with them. They did the song... 
the black group. Okay. Black group. And a couple of them, or three of them were brothers, the Chambers brothers. And uh, they had a song, Time Has Come Today. And there's like a whole inner part where it's just this weird music. And then they go off into this whole weird thing. And they and one of them sings, and my soul has been psychedelicized. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he was friends with them. We went over to their apartment and stuff. And uh, they were playing this gig in uh, near... We were in California at the time. And they were playing this gig where we went to see them in... Uh, at the University of California Davis campus, and um, uh, they were playing with this band called All Men Joy, which became the Allman Brothers. Really? Yeah, they were All Men Joy before they were. They Dude, were the that's so funny. But you know, it's kind of a cool name. Again, you know, still pretty cool. Yeah, they take these. Just, they're on southern, the right track. Just take these southern boys, give them some acid. You know, we. <laughs> We used to say, you know, you can be the burliest, meanest truck driver or something, for example. Have them take LSD, and it changes their whole mindset. It puts a wrinkle stuff. into their brain that, they, like you, we were saying, never leaves. Exactly. The door has stayed open. And it seems like we need to get acid into the White House immediately. And I don't want to get political. I should have never said that. But, uh, dude, like, yeah, it, it's it's a game changer, man. Psychedelics are an absolute well, game so changer. So this guy I was mentioning, uh, Stanley Osley Bear, who who was the equipment guy for the dead and made the acid. Oh, yeah. They would go to different events where there were a lot of straight people, and they would they would spike the coffee dude, that's, with acid. Dude, that's some scientist shit. I mean, it's, it's like some rapist shit, but it's also some... <laughs> It's like, you know, I mean, this is all part of history. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, we know this stuff, which is mad enough. But, uh, you know, I think that's why, uh, for myself anyway, even with all the shit that's going on in, in this country, in the world, you know, you still got to have a smile on your face and just say, hey, yeah. I'm going to tune into like, you know, the yeah. good stuff. Yeah. You know, just stuff that makes each other feel better and. Yeah, you know, not get into this crazy stuff, but absolutely, you might man. have to deal with it. And it's like you said, like you can tune into it, and you're responsible for changing the frequency on your dial. A lot of people don't fucking realize that. Like, yeah. they're all bummed out and been out of shape all the time, and it's like, well, you're the one that has the hands on the fucking the tuner, you know? You know, and you know, it's like saying that, you know, it's like. You hear these people who, like, they're angry all the time. Yeah, furious. You know, and then I know that they have their own lives and their kids that they take to football or soccer, you know, and go to the grocery store and watch their TV programs, but they act out their anger against other people. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to put any labels on them or who they are. Yeah, no, no names, but people do it. And some people, the scary people... Don't even realize they're doing it. That's and part of it. That too. shit is terrifying because, and maybe not terrifying, but that shit freaks me out a little because it's like, dude, you're completely oblivious to the fact that you're just a, an absolute shithead. And I feel like, dude, I'm not trying to be like that. Like, I don't want to be like, I don't think I am, but it's just like, I mean, what are the things that I'm completely oblivious to that 
I just think about that sometimes. I don't know. Say that again. What are the things in this world that I am completely oblivious to? Whether it's my character, something about my character, mm-hmm. you know, a, a character flaw, or, or something about uh, my state of mind, or mm-hmm. just so, something that I feel to be fundamentally true. That's just not. <laughs> you know, like well, you know, again, even if it is, we all have flaws. Yeah, yeah. You know, as they say. In our people, at least from New York, everyone has their shtick. Yeah. You know, there's always something. But like you were saying earlier about controlling, being able to control the dial, you know, uh, have a governor, governor on your, yeah, you know, output or whatever it is. I don't know. I, yeah. A governor, a limiter. <laughs> Dude, there is a limiter on a lot of people. And mm-hmm. it's cultural, I think, too, because you don't want to like step out of line you want to be if you want to be part of society I mean a governor I like the I like that idea the idea of a governor it's almost like a ball and chain you know it's like you're 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 capable of so much the potential is so high but for some reason we're held back yeah talking about potential I mean here I am in this apartment building yeah, I was lucky to get in because everything was under my wife's name when we split up. So, you know, I haven't, you know, some people say, like I just heard of uh, surfing and I saw um, Oprah Winfrey talking to Nora O'Donnell and, you know, saying, um, oh, shit. I lost my turn at the moment. Oprah, Oprah Winfrey talking to Nora yeah, O'Donnell. Well, whatever we were saying, we were saying so much. Dude, I heard some crazy shit about Oprah Winfrey. That she's into, like, trafficking children and shit? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't you're think, a diehard? Yeah, you're I, don't a diehard? Think, I don't think any of those... You're a diehard Any of those uh, Q or, you know, conspiracy stuff or dark you know, um, organizations with dark, what do they call it? Uh, like conspiracy theorists or, uh, Illuminati. Uh, no, like the, there's always like there's something sinister about a whole group of people that are controlling their, uh, everything. There are good and bad people. So bad people are in big positions that they could do certain things that are fucked up, yeah. you know, but it's not like this whole idea of a conspiracy. I mean, They've got to. Some people have gotten to a point where it's almost like people say, "Democrat, they're all pedophiles." You know what yeah. kind of statement is that? People have been saying shit like that. What kind yeah. of statement is that? It's yeah. like so crazy. And, it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever it is. I mean, and and uh, listen, a lot of this stuff. Again, I didn't want to name people, but a lot of this stuff has come up to the surface because of Trump, because he lies about everything, and he says everything about him is a lie. You know, so. Yeah, it's funny because I'm not, I'm not like a huge fan of Trump, but uh, I do this podcast with a gentleman named uh, Kirk. He goes by Captain Kirk, and he uh, he is a Trump 
supporter. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and some people are, some people aren't. My dad likes Trump. Uh, you know? I know and, my mother and, and one of my brothers, right. And I'm saying, like, that's the beauty of this fucking country, dude. When you can sit down and have a conversation with somebody that has completely different views. Well, we don't talk about politics stuff. What? My brother and my mother, we don't uh, talk about anything. Which is probably a fucking smart... There's a reason why. It's a good Because choice. people have their sides. Yeah. I mean, I have my life experience. Yeah. I knew this guy Trump from 40 years ago. Yeah. And the stuff he and his family were pulling. Well, didn't he used to be a fucking Democrat? That's what I don't understand. I don't even... Right. Just, I mean, he, he had all these his, friends and stuff. He changed his his, his uh, party because... Uh, whatever. There was an opening in Whatever the, works for him yeah, yeah, sure, is sure. what he does. Yeah. He put out this whole lie thing because he basically knew he did all these things that people are accusing him of. And the only way to, like, not go to jail is to, like, say that I won the election. Well, what do you think about Melania? About who? Melania. Oh, she. I didn't even know what's been going on with her. I haven't seen her with him or anything like that. What do you think's going on with her? Uh, she's probably trying to stay as far away from that guy as possible. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's what I, you know, that's part of what I think it is. She's Listen, probably, I, like I told you, he's, like I heard him today, uh, where I just surfed, you know, and, and, and he said, again, they cheated me and... And, uh, and and all these four indictments are politically oriented. He's been sued fifteen hundred times long before anyone. Just, long I, before he was in politics. So it's because of who. He, anyway, I didn't want to get into anytime, him. Anytime I have my view, you anytime, know. Anytime, listen. <laughs> and like I said, I'm not pro or anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. I try to stay very centered if I can. Right. And very balanced if I can. Right, I, I understand. But I will say, anytime somebody brings up Trump, I bring up I bring up his wife and yeah, why? his, why and his daughter. Why? Why? Because they're both smoke shows. Oh, oh okay. They're beautiful. Yeah, I guess. And it completely well, deflects. Like it that. deflects. It deflects. He's because always it's like, been like that, you know. I mean, he's, been, you know. It like, deflects. They have him, they have him recorded saying, hey, I just grabbed their pussy. They do what I want. Right, you know? yeah. I mean, sh- uh, so I, like I say, I know this guy for 40 years. Yeah, you've been him watching him. Him and his family, yeah, right. You've how been he watching acts. him for fucking right, years. Right. Uh, and, so you know what he's been up to. He's been he, in headlines he forever. Throw, by the way, he would throw Melania and his daughter under the bus if it meant to save his ass. Yeah. And he's already done that yeah. to, to Ivanka. Anyhow, um, uh, Ivanka. Right, so, but the thing, is, the thing is, I feel it's all right to be on one side or the other. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why this country is so great because you I, could, I feel the same way. You could debate that stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, don't get too bent out of it, even though I'm, you know, pretty clear with my views on this. People would, could say I'm wrong or not. It doesn't matter. You know, that's yeah, my I, view. Yeah, but I'm I think sure it's great that would, we could talk about it, that yeah. people could get out in the street. Yeah. But when some young person shoots his neighbor because he heard he was a Democrat, then we're getting out of hand. See, uh, when this guy starts saying, oh, the guy that's running Hungary is so great. Oh, Putin is so great. Yeah. Oh, the North Korean guy is so great. All these autocrats are his heroes that he's building up. So what the fear I have, folks, is that if he's reelected, 
we're going to become more an autocracy. I mean, we have the Speaker of the House. This what, guy, do you, what do you mean by autocracy? Autocracy is where you have one person rules and everyone has to follow what that is. Isn't that like a dictatorship? Like a dictatorship, yeah. right. And he's saying things right out of the dictator's manual that come out of the mouth of Mussolini and Hitler. I've got to get my hands on that manual. Oh, you, yeah, that's right. You, you know, if you go, if you Google that, the dictator's manual, you, it would have a whole bunch of dude, uh, I bet you that's PowerPoints like, that what they do. Dude, I bet you that would skyrocket your fucking well, you know skyrocket how, your social yeah, media. Yeah, so there's followers. an expression there's an expression that's uh, out there that he who accuses his opponents of bad things are usually the ones committing the crimes. He who smelt it, dealt it. Stuff like that, you know. So, you know, like the book 1984 with Newspeak. Great book. Newspeak, you know. Yeah. Love is hate, peace is war, you know. Constantly, constantly editing, changing the course of history. I'm going to read something that's going to go out on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That'd be great, and and it it you know again we could agree to disagree we could disagree whatever it is, um, but I, I I found this interesting because it's coming from my point of view I understand that yeah. you know people people come from their point of view I mean it's uh, yeah you got to that's how what, it is that's what makes things interesting right. in this world you it, know it, it, it's how it is uh, this was. A letter on December twentieth. It's regarding regarding. This is the head. The title. It was in the Denver Post opinion page. Um. And and it's regarding uh, Trump derangement sim- syndrome alive and well. A letter to the editor. While the letter writer, because this person is reacting to the letter writer, is laughing hysterically. And his, quote, own good opinion of Mr. Trump grows, end of quote. The former president is quoting Hitler and praising autocrats around the globe. It is unfathomable one would have a, quote, good opinion of a man who is guilty of fraud, liable for sexual assault, indicted for numerous felonies, impeached twice, who mocked Dis, a disabled reporter and made disparaging remarks about Gold Star families who called fallen soldiers, lo, quote, losers and, quote, suckers. One wonders about the morals of people who admire Mr. Trump. Oh, my God. Kirk is Valerie, gonna love this. Valerie M. It has her full name in here, from Lakewood. Uh-huh. A woman from Lakewood wrote that. Kirk, my editor is going to fucking lose his shit over this. There you go. That's, That's right. That's All powerful. of them would. Yes. Listen, you know, when, when the Jehovah's Witnesses and the, and the Mormons would come to our door, I never felt that, I mean, I didn't care about pulling the thread of their fabric and having it fall apart. I, I don't care about that. You know, let them live their own lives as long as they're not pushing their shit on me. Right. And in, and in more serious ways than, than even we've seen that I might fear in the future. Um, and 
And it's like with anything, and perhaps even me. I mean, if someone could show me the light, that would everything would change. So yeah, so I've been looking. So, the, I've so, been looking for the light for years. So the so the the and this is just an example. The the house, the speaker of the house, second in line as president. This guy Mike Williams that just got elected to speaker of the house believes the earth is six thousand years old, and we humans have lived with the dinosaurs, and all they're <sighs> waiting for is Jesus to come down with the rapture. And take every good one away and leave everyone else to burn. This is the Speaker of the House. So, and this is, again, this is actual truth. This oh. is what he believes. What about separation of church and state? Right. He, he's they not, they he doesn't don't say believe a word that. About it. They believe this is a he's not preaching. white Christian country. Because that's what he believes, but he's not talking about it, is he? No, not, not always. In not always, right. Or he slips it in every once in a while, yeah, this, this thing. So, oh, for example, they had a big, you know, there's... All kinds of bad stuff going on the border, right? Yeah. Because people want to come to the country. They think it's free. They can't do anything where they are. All right, so it's a big yeah. problem. And no one's had a good idea yet what to do. But they had a big rally down there the other day. And I see someone with the American, you know, they had the American flag by one side of the stage and what's called the Gadsden flag on the other side of the stage. And the Gadsden flag is that kind of yellowish flag with a coiled up snake and it says, don't tread on me. Yeah, sure. Well, they'd like to they'd just as well tread on anyone else. Well, you, they're treaders, but they don't want to get treaded on. But right. They, they so this, this is the kind of thing that worries me. Yeah. That free speech and free exchange of ideas uh, might get lost in the shuffle with the type of people that I see coming along. Mm -hmm. And I hope I'm wrong, you know, but... Um, we'll see because I mean even Trump himself says you know this is like the revenge tour you know when he if he gets elected he's going to go after his enemies you know? but Melania I mean think well, about, I don't, think if I, about if Melania listen, if I, I, if I, I don't mean, see her again it's fine she's listen. in lingerie no. she's on a yacht you know, she's shipping, she's sipping champagne. Hey, good for her, you know. She doesn't have to deal with stuff at the border or hunger in the inner she's cities older. and you stuff. Like, you like older oh, women? Yeah, the I like older women. The dark like state, women? the dark state. That's what The dark state, right. sure, sure. No, they're just good people and bad people. And a lot of bad people have control of a lot of stuff and they can make decisions about it. Yeah. Do you think there's a group of people that are at the reins of the planet? Uh, do you think like there's a group of people that are controlling everything? Do you think there's one person that's controlling everything? Do you think that's the case with America? Do you think? Because so, I feel like our government is kind of like a, a smoke and mirror show. Well, like, it's kind of like a, it's like a puppet show. Like it's not real. You know, it's hard to really say, but it, you know, it's sort of always been the case as long as we've been around that money talks. Money talks. You know, you got money, you could you know, do a lot of things, control a lot of things, buy a whole new golf, uh, you know, group thing, and money. then buy people with money to leave the PGA Tour to go there because it's the, the Saudi fund, you know. Money talks is such a good, dude, like, that's killer. That's well, going to be the name yeah, of the episode, no, 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 Money talks, you know, part of, you know, what makes money talk, right? We had such a, uh, a big thing, you know, people like to blame Biden. We had such a big thing with like the inflation and 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 uh, uh, what do you call it? when they couldn't get the goods in and stuff. Oh, the supply chain. Supply chain problems. Well, 
you know, early on, and I knew people who did this back in the 70s, like their father had an advertising business and they made stuff, you know, or they made shirts. Well, it was cheaper to have it made in China and make more money when you bring it back. Oh, we could drill an oil well, but let's cap it because it's cheaper to get it from the Saudis. Yeah. You know, so then all of a sudden we don't have this stuff here. You know, and yeah. then there's a and problem. Then there's a be- fucking problem. Because it was people just wanted to make money. And it makes sense, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for commerce and free enterprise and stuff like that. Yeah. But again, it's, we used to have this statement, you know, money is what money does. You could do good things with money or you could just control it for your own uses, yeah. you know. And Same with it. Just like anybody anybody can, can act you know, negatively or positively, you know, anybody can be good or bad, good people, bad people, what you can do with money, you know, yeah, you can use it for good or evil. Right. So, you know, what I I use the example, you could be philanthropic or you could sit sipping your martinis at the country club after you finished your round of golf and not care about a whole lot, you know. And is that wrong? It is what it is. You know, again, I just as well not judge that and let the other things happen in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. As long as, again, they're not saying you can't smoke weed, you know, yeah, you, can't mar- you can't marry uh, someone of your own sex or yeah. you can't control your own body and not be able to get an abortion. They're still low-key doing that shit right now. That's right. It's, it's happening. It's bullshit. Well, I mean, that, but that's what it is. That's why So people, what do we do? What do we do? We start a fucking militia? You know, I, it's funny you say that because I feel that... You know, we're so open, we're such a big country, we have so many positive things that are happening with all the weirdness that it will overcome any of this. But I would say to my friends, well, if it came to it, I'd have to man the barricades. Yeah. As much of a nonviolent uh, person as I am, but just like the French Revolution or something else, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because listen, you know, the people that are supporters have caches of their AR 15s and Thousands of rounds of ammunition, you know. I don't. <laughs> no one I know, you know, has that. And I know a lot of people. So I'm I just met a guy. A... I just met a guy with an arsenal. There you I'm go. actually pretty stoked on it. There you go. Because, you, you know, know, that's the thing is you got to know a guy because I don't have an arsenal, you know. Well, anyway, you know, uh, you know, people... For the longest time, you always had these groups of people like the Aryan race, you know, up in... Idaho, you know, against the government. There was the stuff with Ruby Ridge, you know, and uh-huh. whatever it is, or the thing with Koresh, you know, where they try to stop him because they thought... That's an interesting injured. story. Yeah, so, so you know, so when, when you hear some of these back-to-the-land people that are building their bunkers that have fear of the government. The government's just people, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's people that are just going 9 to 5, clocking in. Like, most of them are just trying to get you know, by. So, so, you know, That's they true. think the other That's side. True. They're afraid of, like, some kind of change where people are more cultural. They don't want blacks and Lat- Latinos and, and, and Asians and Jews here. They don't. Yeah. Well, and, like, and and so, you know, so there's always going to be this kind of tension there. But then, you know, could you take a deep breath and say, hey, listen, I understand that. But I'm still going to go to the symphony next week. And I'm still going to go visit my friends. And I'm still going to roll my dubs. And I'm still going to go enjoy my, you know, nature. And 
And that's what, I'm not going to let that affect me in the here and now, but like I said, if that changes, I'll have to mend the barricades. You know? If that changes. How long do you think you would last if the lights went out and water stopped coming out of the tap? Probably not long. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. And, and How long? Not long. Estimate, no, no, we are, we are so connected. You know, it's funny you say, because, you know, I, I was in Florida, right? I the water to, sucks down there. I know. We, my, my brother, you know, well, first of all, the reason why I was able to give my friend, we, my brother and his wife drove down there. I flew down there, then I drove back with my brother, oh, nice. stopping off and giving people stashes for us to hold for when we go back down there uh, also. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, because we don't want to carry it on the plane or yeah, anything Well, like yeah, that. I mean, nobody gives a shit, but... No, know. they do, you know. Not I mean, really. at my I mean, age, what? I wouldn't want them to hassle me, Nobody's you know. Nobody's going to give a shit, man. No. How much did you care? I mean, did you have a pound? How much did you have? Well, we had like maybe... Quarter pound with us. A quarter pound is you're starting to get up hey, there. You're starting no, to get no, up no. there with the I read pound. the laws in Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, and Georgia. If you had over ten pounds, you get thirty years easy. O- over ten pounds, you're going to jail, jail. Thirty years, I'm yeah, saying, not I just to it. jail, like prison, like right, real deal lock up, right? You know, and and if it was an ounce, it's not worth the risk. If it was an ounce and a leaf, yeah. You could get a, a year and a two thousand, a twenty thousand dollar fine. Better safe than sorry is a real. That's what that's I'm a saying. That's a real thing, you know. Yeah. And it's not, yeah. you know, it's funny because with weed, like when I went down there last year, all my hippie friends weren't doing stuff anymore, so I couldn't get any. Yeah, it's almost ten days without weed. It's okay, you know. It's yeah, not, that's another thing too. You're not going to go through withdrawal. Right, you yeah. don't have that. Yeah. You know, it, cigarettes was bad. You know, from from. For anyone to quit, yeah. you might still be smoking. I am. Yeah, yeah. I remember when you used to smoke menthols, American Spirit. Right, menthols, we used right? to come up and smoke. Yeah, so that you haven't. Dude, that five was, and a half years. Wow. Imagine if I quit at that same time. It'd be five, five and a half years. years. Since I, you know, there were years. Congratulations when was, on that, dude. Seriously, congrats. Thank you. I, I feel great, you yeah, know. And, um, you know, I have nothing against it. But again, I, I didn't have a lot of money at the time, so that was whatever it was. And I wasn't smoking that much, maybe between two and four cigarettes a day, unless there was something heavy duty going on. Yeah. And uh, But it's still costing a lot of money. I don't know how much a pack costs today. Dude, if you, if you got American so experience, that's what I smoked. You know? uh, I mean, 11, 12 bucks. Right, there you go, you know. So, Which is just So that was one absurd. reason. And then when you want to get a pack of cigarettes and a sandwich? I mean, forget about it. <laughs> And you have to bag it yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you got to bag it yourself. Fucking dog shit. You know, yeah. It, 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 it's like I find, you know, even with all this stuff, and, I, you know, you're hearing me. I have my strong reality about what I believe. But I, I mainly like to laugh, you know, and let us laugh. Let us find a little humor in this, too. And I do. Yeah. And I do. Absolutely. You know, even with Same. all this... I mean, it's hard to have humor about kids being shot up in schools. Well, think about this. Think about this. This is kind of a, I don't know. It's something I heard. I don't know if it's necessarily a personal theory that I developed myself. It's something that I heard, but it was interesting to me. And it's the idea that like human beings aren't really designed to know about all this extra shit that's going on. Like our brain is designed to be able to take care of our tribe and our village and we're kind of like this old animal that's been around for a while. And, like, biologically, our brain is set up to, like, okay, you know, handle the kids in the village, handle getting water and food, and make sure everybody eats and everything's cool. 
But nowadays with the internet, everybody's, you know, oh, well, in France there was a bombing and, well, there was a fucking school shooting, you know, in, in Colorado, uh, up the street, there was the, and it's, do you know what I mean? It's like, um, in Israel, all this crazy shit's going on and it's like all this shit's out of our hands and, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, there's a lot of people that are getting so stressed out. I mean, it's a stressful thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's like, it's out of your hands and we're not set up to deal with that, I feel like. Well, I, mean, I, I feel like we well, can. Well, I disagree with that. I feel like we can. Well, I, part of what what is it that, I mean, humankind has been around, you know, like homo sapien, hominids, you know, what, 100,000 years, 200,000 years. So there's a lot of growth, I mean, this evolution. And, you know, you hear like with Eastern thought and... Um, or, or or Western thought that people can become enlightened. We have that capacity. And part of that enlightenment is understanding those things which we have no control over mm-hmm. and still have a feeling about it and absorb it and, and have our views about it. So me personally, I'm torn with this whole thing because I'm Jewish, you know, I support Israel, but I hate what's going on to the to the people there, mm-hmm. you know, so... And so, you know, how I deal with that, it, 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 you know, I do, I try, I do, whatever it is. I can't control that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's still, you know, it's, it's worth tough. knowing. It's worth knowing yeah, that it's yeah. going on. Yeah, and, and, and try and to conversing try to see about where, it. Try to see where all of that is coming from, because I know that I, there was this card that someone had many years ago, and the card had a little cut-out hole in the center, and it was Israel. And you open up the card, and it has all of the Islamic world around them. Uh-huh. You know, there's just a little thing. You know, I know they're technologically advanced in a lot of ways, but um, people, you know, but listen, the Jews have been put down for a long time. Pe- yeah. People who we're talking about in a general way still believed that Jews controlled the world or they did this or they did that. I was talking about that on the last episode. You know, right, you know, whatever. It's so ridiculous. You know, because some of that hate has come for a long time and it still is ongoing. I mean, why do people... You're not born to hate black people if you're white. You're, you're developed. It's what information you're getting from the people around you, yeah. from the experiences you have. Nature versus, nur- versus nurture. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not genetic. Some aspects of us are genetic for sure, especially our health. But yeah. these things are taught or learned, and, you know, so um, it's, hard, it's hard to know why. Well, I, I know my dad never painted any group with, like, just one broad brush. Yeah. If someone did him good, he'd appreciate it. If someone did him bad, he, he'd, he'd check, write that down. You know, he'd know yeah. that happened. But it wasn't a group, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like everybody starts out at a base level. But that's like, what you were talking about earlier about this tribal thing, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I understand it's true, you know, you're in tribes, you know, in certain ways, but it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, still go out and interact and merge and absorb from another tribe. I'm just always thinking about this 
where is the breakdown taking place? Like, I have this feeling, like, and it's just a cool idea, I guess, just that, like, we're, are, like, we're human beings, and we're running on really old hardware, like our bodies. That's part of it. And, and we're trying to run new software on old hardware. Woo! Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, yes, I do, but I'm not a technological but person. It's like yes, it's like we're trying to run like like brand new right. We're, uh, shit we came from, on an we old have, Windows 95 we come from computer. We come yeah. from cavemen. Yeah, and we're still got that same biological right. Setup. The, 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 I have to have the woman, you know, to yeah, reproduce, exactly. just like other mammals. Yeah, you know, and so th- there is that there that is in our fiber. Yes. Yeah. Um, just like other mammals and creatures. I mean, I, I, I saw uh, 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 at Jamie's, she had this uh, National Geographic on, and there were praying mantises mating, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and those then, things are fucking weird. And, okay. and, then, and then they ate the, the uh, then the female ate the male. I heard know, about whatever. that. That happens like, in like nature sometimes. Spiders, black widows, That spiders. shit happens in, in human, <laughs> with humans, too. But anyway, that shit we, just happened with me, with Kelly. We had... <laughs> she, she left me like a black widow. She didn't kill me. She didn't eat me. But, I mean, I had to... She's not here? No, she fucking left. I was wondering, because I thought... She, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, anyway. Is so she black? The, she's like a black widow. For the second widow. time. Yeah, for the second time. She left me. For, she left me for the second time. Thanks, 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 Phil. Oh my God. <coughs> well, yeah, she left me twice. Like so I said, I, she, did, she didn't. Eat, once, she didn't once, eat you, you know? completely, but you know. Yeah, like she, I didn't get murdered, but she's still like I got to pay. You know, I, I wasn't planning on paying the whole rent. Yeah, she'll be back. <laughs> no, um, I, I so anyway, we have, like you said, we have this this old hardware there, but. Again, it's 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 adapting the that, new software to the old hardware that yeah. we have. We There's we can't just there. be like uh, there's some like word, you know, about about the type of people like a luddite or something. You know, we, you just can't think of anything other than like your old Troglodyte. software. Maybe troglodytes. Well, that's that. No, it's not a not a not a uh, one celled. Uh, um, mollusk. That's a oh troglobite. No, that's troglobite. Where you're looking for troglodyte. Me. Yes, there you go. Troglodyte. Yeah. Anyway, you know what's what's fun with me? I'm not technologically advanced. Again, I'm going to need help getting my Hulu package from Verizon together because I cut my Comcast cable cord. Yeah. And so now I have to like update all this other stuff. So I haven't been able to watch the football games. I'm into it. You know, it's oh. not that big a deal. But uh, dude, my mom's super into it. The Cowboys are in the playoffs this year, so she's like super pumped because the first time since like the '90s. My mom, yeah, who, she, what she's in Dallas, so she's oh man, she's rooting for the Cowboys. Do you know what happened yesterday? Oh, the Packers kill them. They blew them out, man. Really? My friend turned on the TV. It was twenty-seven nothing. Good God. They lost like 45, and then the game was over. They, Green Bay scored 45. Jerry Jones is really pissed off, and that's good for me. I don't care for I him. I can't believe he's still alive. How old's Jerry Jones? He's, he, gonna... he's been around a long time. Yeah. He, he, was on, uh, he was on Arkansas's uh, last national championship football team. So that he was on the team. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> and he, and um, I think something like that anyway. But, you know, the thing is, again, I, 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 it's like with these people about, we'll say Trump. 
it's if they believed anything different that you know Biden did win the election we've always had fair elections here they they had 50 court suits that showed no they counted three times you know in all these states nowhere was there any kind of big fraud but he perpetrated this big lie so all his followers believed this too and if if any of them said had a had an aha moment and said you know it really was fair this this is the first time in history that there wasn't a peaceful transfer of power in the United States. That's democracy. I just don't. I don't. I don't trust the vote. No, I understand. But they may. From the beginning, Trump said when he lost to Ted Cruz in Iowa mm-hmm. before he was the nominee, it's rigged. He's been saying that forever. It's rigged. So people are believing. Nothing's perfect. I think it's rigged. Nothing's perfect. But they never found. There's been no ever. Anything found about any kind of fraud that would have changed the election. I mean... And you could believe otherwise, Aaron. That's okay. But I know from my experience of 70 years, knowing these elections and knowing how these things went down, knowing that people in the South, they wouldn't even let them vote. The thing is, I'm not saying that, like, it's rigged, Trump should have won. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I think the election's rigged. Period. Nah. It's just, you know, it, it's our form. It's better than most anywhere in the world. You know, but that's interesting because only 50% of eligible voters vote anyway. Right. And so in some countries, I don't know if it's a law by death, but they make everyone vote, you know, to, to give their word. And like maybe Australia or New Zealand or something. Yeah. You know, but again, nothing's perfect. Yeah. But we always change power. One uh, election, the Democrats rule the House. One election, the, the Republicans rule the House. It's been going on forever. I mean, it's only when he came along and said, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. He thought he was going to lose the election I just, against Hillary. I, and then he didn't say it was rigged when he won. As long as clean water keeps coming out of that tap, Silky, and yeah. I can go get my fucking Wendy's. If I can get, I, if I can is, get my Wendy's, this is Denver water I'm I get my new Wendy's fries and I can get clean water. Well, I'm not complaining. You might have to man the barricades then, Aaron. Honestly, that's fine because I'm a decent shot. Um, uh, you know, again, it's okay, so this is my view. I understand. It's only one person's view. But again... It comes from it comes from experience and you know my experience, my observations, how I've seen things happen, yeah, and that's how valuable. I, how I see people react to one another. You're an elder. You're an elder Jew. I'm like, an elder Jew. That's I'm an valuable. Elder, I'm an elder American, is what I am. Yeah, that's valuable fucking shit, man. Super I, was, I was born here, raised here, grew up on Mickey Mantle, man. You know, <laughs> come on. I can't be any more white, even though I'm Jewish. You know than. Than anyone, you know. I grew up on. Am I still use number seven and all my good luck? Then would you consider yourself a boomer? Would you consider? I yourself? am. I'm a first year boomer. First year. Oh, I'm a first year for me. Yeah. boomer. I was born in '46. Wow, insane. Right, and it went to '64. So after the war, the soldiers got together. You know, with the praying mantises, got together and screwed around and had uh, offspring. I was the first year that that happened after the war. So that's why they call them 
first year baby boomers. And it was such a boom because everyone came back at the same time and uh-huh. got their significant others pregnant. That makes sense, yeah. Everybody gives the millennials a lot of shit, but... Uh I feel like we're going to be the generation that saves the planet. Well, I think millennials give boomers a lot of shit. Like, you know, yeah. I, 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 I saw this, you know, again, I, I Google, right? I have my little phone, my, my little smartphone that knows more than me. Yeah, and yeah. if I want to know something, I look it up. Or I just uh, surf when, you know, Google will put up a bunch of stories. You know, and there's always something like, oh, 20 things that boomers do that are ridiculous, you know, that they 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 yeah. they made, you know, that, that are horrible. And they started naming all these things that we ate, but it was the people before us that created it all. Uh-huh. So people get their info, like, kind of mixed up. Yeah. Like, they might say, oh, yeah, the boomers, you know, that whole weird Vietnam War. Well, half the boomers were against that Vietnam War. They didn't want to go there. <laughs> yeah. No, not just didn't want to go, were against it. Yeah. So it wasn't, we weren't supporting that. I wasn't, I was protesting that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I think that in that sense, millennials have a little trouble. I think more what they're upset my with is that, was talking we, shit on millennials, is that I'm my getting social security and they're not, you know. Sure. So fuck them, I, you know. What, yeah, because we're not going to. I worked all my life. We're not going to get any social, we're not going to get any social security, yeah. We're not going to get any Social Security? Well, then you better start saving in a good uh, money-growing uh, account. Right? I know. I got to get this job at Guitar Center. Hey, listen, I didn't start saving until I was 62, and that was 15 years That's ago. late. That's late. <laughs> That's late. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I had years when I was, like, thumbing my way around the country, you know? I yeah, was, dude. I'm uh, actually trying. I'm about to get into that stage <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Uh, I actually admire that about you, Phil, because uh, you, you've, you're well traveled. And, dude, I remember last time we we talked about you. You were like, you lived on a farm on right. a commune. Yeah, kind of mm-hmm. barefoot. Yep. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I had my shoes on and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, I'll tell you a funny story then. So. A bunch of, it happened to be a bunch of uh, ex-New York Jewish hippies that were living in California and other parts of the country. And um, we decided to uh, get this farm. And I wanted to stay on the West Coast because I really liked it. And my friends Saul and Eve, and Saul was this other A-type person. Um, Sounds like a Jew. Jew? Yeah, he was Jewish too. But his parents were from Baghdad, so he was like uh, a Mideastern Jewish guy. Uh, yeah, his mother made uh, really great pickled term- turnips. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Saul and his wife, who was pregnant, allowed me to um, go, have them go with me to Northern California, Southern Utah to go to these communes to see if we would buy land there. Because the women were getting pregnant, we started to grow vegetables and stuff. We thought it would be a good idea to, to have a spot of the earth that was we could keep clean in our own kind of thing. And uh, yeah. it was that, that was called the back to the land era. And that was like the early 70s. And, uh, and so we knew this guy who, um, who would give these lectures in California called Stephen Gaskin. And then he went on a big caravan with all these hippies, uh, 
uh, that were kind of following him and there were families and singles and couples and um, and they like got the school buses and the vans and they had this big caravan. They went around the country and he would do talks at the universities, different places. And they ended up getting a farm in Tennessee, south of Nashville, about 60 miles. And they called it The Farm. And we knew people that were in the group. And we used to go to listen to him when when he would do his talks in San Francisco. It was called Monday Night Class. And we would go from Marin County into San Francisco to uh, to listen and stuff. And uh, so Saul and Eve re- really had their minds set on getting a property in Tennessee. Um and, but they let me go on this trip, and then we all decided we we're going to do that. So they went east, and they found this farm uh, in North Middle Tennessee, 250 acres, 100-year-old, smallish but good-sized farmhouse, a huge log barn where they used to hang tobacco, a bunch of bottom land where we could grow vegetables and hillsides where we could grow uh Fruit trees and I feel like I could smell. And then they had like, and then had another uh, uh, animal barn. Uh, We were vegetarians, but being on the farm, it made sense. Okay, we're gonna have a milk cow. We made our own yogurt. We made our own butter. That's so cool. We had we had chickens, you know, for our eggs and stuff. So cool. And um, yeah, and it was uh, it was really cool. So you know, I and the farm that farm that got started still there. Really? So a bunch of people, yeah. There's like still like hundreds and hundreds of people. One time they on no the farm. No way. Like there's th- still that people other at farm. This... No, that other farm, not uh, ours. You uh-huh. know, the farm, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, you could look it up. The the farm in Tennessee, and you could read about it. And um, so yeah, so part of them is still there. And uh, you know, I think a lot of the kids kind of. Grow, grew up and said, God, what a weird lifestyle, you know, yeah, and took off like any of us would have done, it's you counter, know, which counter, we did, you know, from all counterculture shit. Back right, to exactly. You got to find your own way. And, uh, yeah. but anyway, you know, there was no, nothing too negative about it, I don't think. And, um, so we got this farm in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. So I was saying, so I had these barns that had other outbuildings, big house. We had a spring. A little spring, you know, didn't didn't come out all the time down from the hillside. And uh, anyway, we bought all this 250 acres for fifteen thousand dollars. You had it bought outright, bought outright for fifteen thousand dollars. We bought it 250 acres, 200 with these buildings on it with and, the and the open land. So the spring, what we did, it wasn't that much. Yeah, they didn't have running water into the house. They just had a a pump on the side of the house, like a well. This, this a well, well pump. Yeah, this family. Oh my and, god! And, and so what we did was under the spring, we we had two concrete 750-gallon tanks that we had one of the neighbors get up there. They dug a spot out, and we put them on top of one another with a hole on the top. And so we had 1,500 gallons of water, so the spring would fill up the 1,500 gallons. so you had reserves. And we just had gravity feed down into the house. Nice. Yeah, so, you know. Oh, yeah, so I was trying to get to the funny story about, you said, walked around barefoot, and I said I walked in shoes, but the rest of me was naked. So so at one point, we had about 15 people. It varied, you know, different times, and uh, we, uh, 
we had different days that we would do certain things. So we were pretty austere. I wasn't smoking any weed at that time. We were serious in other ways about what we were doing. And um, so like one day, like Monday, I think was fasting day. So we wouldn't eat all day. Even if we were working, maybe we'd have a little something at night. Tuesday was silence day. We wouldn't, we wouldn't talk, you know, just do our thing and play our music, you know, and stuff like that. And um, Wednesday was something else. Thursday was uh, gut time where we'd tell how you feel about stuff, you know. And Sunday was like communion day where we would do something like someone and everyone would get a different turn, you know, a certain Sunday and uh, like someone would want to throw the I Ching, you know, this, nice, yeah. and do different things. Right. So this one day we were going to do yoga on the side of the house. We had some grass by the house. And of course, you know, at that time, you know, we were in our early mid twenties. There was nothing big about hanging out naked together. So we we did we did the yoga naked. So there's a group of us about uh, maybe seven or eight at the time, you know, doing this yoga naked, and um, we're at the back of a hollow. You know what that means? You can't. You're back there. That's it. It's dead end. Uh-huh. So we heard a, a vehicle coming up the road. There could be only one place they're going, and that's to us. It turned out to be a group of Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> And they sat down with us while we were naked and we're having this back and forth About God. talk. Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, those, I mean, hilarious. maybe those times could be lived again. You know, you have the Bernie Man thing, but that's a whole different thing anyway. Yeah. This, was, this went on in this freedom of stuff without this weird sexuality that might go down. Um, not that people weren't turned on by each other, but, you know, it would... It was just natural. It was just natural. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate and happy to have gone through it. And this was happening all over the country at all of the different communes. And like the area where we moved in North Middle Tennessee, we were like, we were the, mainly the first big communal group in the area. Yeah. There was someone else that bought land a little before us who was like a hippie and his wife who was pregnant from Florida. And then there was another group who was initially from Indiana uh, it's just a family that had a had land there who I saw the guy from that farm uh, just a month or so ago at this biodynamic conference that we're having at the Western Hotel. At, How's he looking? Is he, at getting, church for, did he, is he looking all right? Did he look all right? Yeah. Well, this is what he looked like was he had hair down to here. Uh-huh. Oh, he was in good shape. Okay. He walked around barefoot. As a matter of fact, if you look up, the barefoot farmer, Macon County, Tennessee, you'll find out about him. Okay. The barefoot farmer. <laughs> um, so anyway, this guy, Jeff, who, who knew my brother because my brother, my parents couldn't handle him. So she, they sent him down to the uh, farm and I became his guardian for a few years. Oh, crazy. A couple of years. And uh, he became friends with this guy, Jeff. And uh, we, they saw each other, and uh, we might go to the 50th anniversary of the summer solstice that took place at 
the summer solstice celebration that took place at one of our friends' farms. So this guy's putting it on at his farm. Dude, that's special, man. That'll be really I'm special. Telling you, the people that I saw that I hadn't seen in years, Good that people. I've known for 50 years... These people are still vibing, you know, yeah. and, and doing good stuff. A lot of them still. Yeah, dude, yeah. My, my high school, uh, my high school reunion's coming up in two years. Twenty years. Twenty. Twenty. Crazy. Like, Crazy. Twenty years, man. Yeah, I only went to my thirtieth, really? and that was a lot of fun. But but, dude, still talking about the commune. Like, I'd like to make my own commune one day and uh-huh. possibly start a religion. Yeah, you know, when I mean, these are like life cycle events. That you know you've been through, you're connecting with people that you had something with at another time. My 60th high school reunion is coming up this summer. Really? Yeah, 2024, man. I graduated in 64. Dude. (laughs) Are you going? I don't know. I don't think so. It's in New York? Yeah. Long Island, yeah. Yeah. General Douglas MacArthur High School. Crazy. Um, Dude, I'd love to see that yearbook picture. You know, um, you know, it's like even with our farm, you know, you, a lot of people could start out with all these idealistic, you know, I, things that they want to accomplish. And it doesn't always work out because we all have our unique personalities. Yeah. And and it, it, to me, a lot of it, it turned out, you know, because a lot of people were having kids and uh, it turned out the nuclear families wanted to be more together, you know. And do do the thing, not with the commune. But a lot of others lasted. So this guy, uh, the barefoot farmer, yeah. I guess everyone's going to look him up. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, he hadn't cut some of his chin hair since I knew him, and I hadn't seen him in forty five years. So was it like down to his knees, or it what? was down past his knees. Crazy. Just this one. He had one like, like a goatee thing all the way down. Oh my god! Yeah, Crazy. and he was barefoot when he was at this conference. You got in, it's in on Westminster. brand. It's on brand. He's the barefoot guy. Yeah, like it's got to. You, you can't. Like I said, I wore shoes. Gonna, yeah. What are you gonna walk? He's gonna walk in with Timberlands on. Like be, no, I remember. I yeah, one time I went out to our compost heat to like dig it around with the pitchfork with my boots on and naked. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Work's got to get done. I, you know, no one, you know, everyone, it was like uh, just the kind of freedom that I know people are experiencing that in their own ways now, mm-hmm. but the, it was kind of a pretty big universal thing at the time. And I'm, you know, I'm blessed that I, that I was part of that era. Yeah. You know, I mean, not many people get pictures of me on stage with the Grateful Dead in 1968, you know. Yeah. Dude, cool it just happened because I happened to be a first-year baby boomer, so I was around. Yeah, yeah, straight <laughs> up. Like, dude, I'm grateful to be sitting here having this conversation with you because, dude, I wasn't around. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And uh, I'm trying to get wisdom from you in any way, shape, or form that I can because, like you said, you've been around. We're talking about important stuff, you know. So I, I, we were with these people, friends of my brothers, who we stopped at after we left my parents and a couple of friends in, in uh, Boca Raton that I showed you the picture of. Um, we drove to this place called The Villages in Florida. It's off of uh, the Florida Insta- in, uh, interstate between Orlando and Gainesville. And it's a planned community and they have like about 10 golf courses with 27 holes each. Jeez. And there were some big houses. These friends had big houses. 
And we were talking about something. I can't remember what it was. But I said, you know, it's interesting. We, we get all this information. We hear all this different stuff. But then we synthesize it from our world experience. And that's how we come up with what it is. And they both, you know, just kind of nodded. Yes, because again, we could butt heads about anything. There are differences. Mm. But, you know, you, 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 that's what I found is that I've just synthesized all this stuff about religion too, mm-hmm. you know, synthesized all of that stuff because I studied a lot of different ones, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and again, my thing if we could just live the golden rule, we'd be okay. The golden rule. <laughs> that can't be a Jewish thing. But dude, that my dad, know, my dad historically, made me, it goes back then. It my doesn't, dad made me, it doesn't I grew necessarily, it, it, go, it goes back a long time. With, a lot of people did. Man. You know, so, did. so what is it? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, yeah. right? But then there's the opposite of that and say that says, don't do unto others that you wouldn't want them to do to you. Well, that just sounds like some weird double negative shit. It's the All same right. thing, isn't it? It is the same thing, but reversed. You're saying treat others like you would. Yes, treat others, but like you would want to be treated. But so that don't treat others like you don't want to be treated. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what. The, yeah, that's the like the even there, more right. in depth version of it. Right. It, it, so it's a different way of looking at it. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's all. Yeah. That perspective turned around. Totally. But both of them, you know, would be. Something that uh, there'd be less violence and chaos, you know, if people were like that. The golden rule, and they call it the golden rule because it's yeah. in first place. You know, and it's not easy because every, everyone has their <coughs> road to hoe and stuff like that. Road to hoe? Road to hoe, a road to, road to hoe. I guess the, the workers would hoe the road, but if you're a farmer, you're rowing, rowing you know, with a hoe. You're hoeing the row, right? So everyone has their stuff that they got to dig or work out, you know, and it's different than others. So, yeah. so it's not all simple, you know, of course. And, uh, yeah. and, and we're still growing and evolving and trying to figure these things out. Yeah. Cause you would think that it was pretty clear that there would be a separation of church and state, but other fe- people feel differently about that. Yeah. So yeah, that's also the, a theocracy, which would be a country led by the religious sect. Dude, like I said before, like I'm trying to start something because for a few reasons, because uh, I feel like I'm connecting with the universe in a way that's real and tangible. And right. I'm not calling it God because I feel like that's a really strong word. So I'm calling it the universe because maybe it's God, maybe it's the universe, maybe who knows what it is. But I'm but. Maybe it's chaos magic. I don't know. But it's something I'm working with. And and also, and also, Silky, tax-free. Tax-free? Tax-free. To be able to think. Well, that and and if you if you start your own church, they're not going to oh, tax you. Oh, that. Yeah, tax-free. Right. You they're know. not going to tax you. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I mean, th- you know, taxes is an interesting thing, too. But uh, I'm not yeah, trying to no, say that. I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to free. I'm not trying to dodge my taxes. But <laughs> like, it'd be nice to like make something special and not have to give the tax man like a third of it. Well, you know, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we're not all on the same economic plane. And. You know, I'm getting Social Security. It comes out of taxes that I've paid. But yeah, you pay, you've been paying them for a while. A long time. Yeah. Right. right. You know, and um, 
But I was, you know, just reading that, um, you know, one of the things that hasn't come down in the inflation was the price of meat. Okay. Well, I just read an article today that, you know, the meat packers or whatever, the, you know, the, the cattle companies, you know, they're making a lot of money. But they're not going to bring their prices down because they're making a lot of money. Yeah. That's why a lot of this inflation happened because people, you no, know, that's why things were so expensive, not the... You know, because people are greedy. I mean, I was looking at some number or no, it was Brian Redband had this podcast that he was doing and he says, and there's some number and I'm, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's the price of a quarter pounder meal. I think it was in either 2013 or 2018. Well, I know that's a big difference, but right. still, but it, regardless, just the idea of it, it's, it's a thought experiment. It was $6. And now it's it's like eleven something, right? And it's like yeah. and, and it's and it's the same meal. Well, it's the same meal, right? But sure, but that's true. But with anything, I, I lived in I lived in a house that was ninety thousand dollars, and now it's worth four hundred fifty thousand. Exactly. Things are always going to grow that way. That's yeah. true. There is that national. What is it? Cost of living. You know, like uh-huh. when, that's why I get a little more money. On a social security because the cost of living, well, the cost of living is because things go up. But yeah. things go up, you know, two hundred dollars in nineteen sixty is twenty thousand dollars now, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, so I, that's always going to be continuing to change like There's that. There's no getting away. But from then, it. The, but but it's when there was the problems. Yeah, like you know, during the the pandemic and the supply chain problem. You know, there was, someone was interviewing a guy that had a pretty big business and he's in their warehouse and it's kind of empty. And for what they have, they have to, you know, charge higher because they have less and, you know, supply and demand. And, and they was asked, well, you know, do you think the prices will come down when it all, you know, works out? He said, no. <clears throat> no, they're, they're, they're happy with the price right where it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and so, yeah. So we still have to figure that stuff out. I mean, why are we a country that's paying 10, to 10, 10 times more for uh, pharmaceutical medicine than every other country in the and world? And why is it advertised on every fucking channel? Nowhere else. <laughs> nowhere else in the world do they do that. Right, right. <laughs> Again, it's a funny thing and it's not simple. But so... a. Because of my experience that things have always kind of changed in their own way and ups and down, Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Democrat, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. It does that. It's always been the changing, you know. But then then a big change occurred in the middle of the last decade. Are you talking about the pandemic or what are you talking about? about the election of Trump. Oh, yeah. That was definitely like throwing a wrench in the... Yeah, well, kind of, again, I, I don't want to get you know, into it that I, much. I don't either, because, dude, honestly, I mean, and like Kirk's gonna listen to this, and he's gonna he's gonna have a field day, and because uh, I think I, I just I don't know enough about politics. I'd be glad to talk with him. Is he a big guy? Uh, he's from Wyoming, so uh, he is a big guy. He's but but uh, he, he's he's a gentle giant. Okay, he's from Wyoming. I'm from Brooklyn. Right. <laughs> so you couldn't be more like opposite. Thing is, I would love where you started. I would love 
to hear that conversation. And I just, I didn't want to have him on because I feel like you and I hadn't had a nice sit down like this in a while. So, but, but, uh, I'd love to have you back on the show, back on fortune radio and, uh, with Kirk, because he's a fact checker as well as a political dynamo. Right. And, 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 and he's, he's like I said, he's very pro Trump and you're very anti Trump. So I'd love to hear, because it where where you where the middle ground would be. No, and that you know what? And here's the thing, Aaron. People I know, including myself, most of the people I know, some are very you know much stronger anti than I am, in, in a lot of ways in certain things. But I love to find a middle ground. That's yeah. that's important to me. That's what this country to me is about. Yeah, that's how I feel like that you could be different and do your thing and and have that middle ground. And say, hey, we're all trying to raise our kids. We all want them to play soccer. We all want them to be brilliant exactly. people, well fed, well fed, well yeah. rested. So it's, it's you know, always the <laughs> yeah. same. Same with every country yeah, in the world. Exactly. Same with Jews and uh, Palestinians. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was just saying, dude, isn't I mean, how how much longer? How much longer is this going to go on? Because it's, all, but, we're but all but people. That, but that's where we're you're going back to the old hardware. Yeah, it's still there, you yeah. know, and you know the hardware is there. It's the software that changes all the Constantly, time. Constantly, yeah. So, again, when I talk about enlightenment and growth and this, we're capable of that. But, it, again, there's a lot of hard stuff. I mean, whatever, like, was laid on me, you know, even in my early life, I'm still, like, you know, reverberates in me, the positive and the negative, whatever that is. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so... But yeah, but finding the middle ground is fine with me, and I'd love to do that with yeah. someone that disagrees with me. So when Ray was here and he started, when he we were living together, oh yeah, your brother, right? We couldn't have a conversation with him and start screaming. That's not healthy, right? And so you're not discussing, you're not trying to find. You're trying to ground. win. People are trying to win. Or they're trying to change people's minds. Yeah, you know. Tell them that part, they're wrong. That's part of it, right? But people don't want to. Right? They don't want to hear that. Especially you know, the right? people that are set and tried and true in their right, ways. Like I say, you know, you take one piece of thread out of the fabric of the cloak, and it could all deteriorate. So I'm gonna get a cigarette. I hope. Do you so, mind if I so, smoke a cigarette? So people hold on to that. Do you mind if I smoke? Oh, not at all. Doesn't bother me. Yeah, because... Like, no, it, it's funny because I had like that momentary inkling. Oh, yeah, I'll have a toke. No, I'd know I'd start smoking again if I, I ever know. took a toke. I know. And I, feel I, like I, yeah. would never, I would never let myself live, live that down. No, this has been a long time and it's so easy and it doesn't bother me when I'm around people that do smoke. I know how hard it is to uh, to let go of that. Yeah. Oh, here, I got this for you, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. That's uh, the new the new logo the new the new Fortune Radio podcast. That's funny. It's like two faces on it. Yeah, it's a whale. It's it's this face and then this here. Well, and actually, it's a it's a snail. And this yeah, thing. It's right. a snail and a whale. It's called the whale snail. Oh, the whale snail. And actually, that's funny that you saw that second face in it because I. David actually found that it's the third face. Actually, is what we've been calling it. Uh, I'm pretty good at that kind of stuff. Well, you're you an know. artist. You do that right, shit. I, yeah, I've, I've, I'm an artist. I've been in mechanical, you do that shit. mechanical drafting. You know, and uh, um, yeah, I worked for the county surveyor in uh, Tennessee. That was fun. I was talk, talking about that recently. Um, our uh, it was one of our neighbors, and. Uh, when you hear county survey, we used surveyor. to work with the good old boys. We had a good time, you know. We, 
we were all different. It was funny that we had our. Uh, You're checking elevations for scrapers and shit. What do you when you say survey? No, no, no. Or what like, do you mean by- surveying? It was mostly land, people's property lines. Okay. Because they were selling, you know, they wanted to know the property line. It was kind of funny because you look at the deeds, and they say, "Well, you go in a northwesterly direction about 120 feet to this stump, and then you." You go in a southeasterly yeah, direction that's, that's to like this some treasure old rock. You that's know? like a treasure map shit. <laughs> Lewis and Clark shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, so it, it was kind of... And then I'd go back to the office and with, with all the notes and, and do the drafting, you know, make the plats out and stuff like that. That's cool. And, yeah, that was fun. I liked him in that. But I like your artwork. It, it was like... Uh, what was I calling it? Because you liked to... To take a picture of something, zoom in on it, and then draw. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. What you see on the zoom in, and it's kind of like micro. Oh micro, yeah, yeah. Micro we were art. talking about that. And I, I was micro art. Micro art. So I was considering that because, like, you know, Jerry Garcia was into art in a certain way, and so they take some of his designs, but just a little of it, a micro piece of it, and make a design on a tie. Yeah, that's you know, awesome. Or whatever. And only be. the real diehard fans will know, like, oh, is that from the <laughs> album? Like, it is. It's just a little section of that album. Oh, if they did that, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. So I thought about that with my own work, because I was going to do this book with a friend of mine with some of my artwork. And, and some of it, you could just take a piece out of it, like you were saying. Some of my more abstract, abstract or linear kind of stuff with you know vertical and 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 um uh different lines and stuff what other way um i remember horizontal it was like a picture of like maybe like a butterfly wing yeah 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 i i just so i've been giving my art away nice and 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 so my friend rusty who lives in like west palm beach she said, I want some of your artwork. And um, so I sent her like 10 pieces and she picked out two of them. Nice. And I sent them. And I, have, I did pastels. These weren't my oil paintings. So it was, it was kind of a, I had to really work on it to be able to send it to Florida. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she had them framed nice. and put up on the wall. And I just visited her last week. And you got to see them. And I got to see them on the wall, and it was really, it was really nice. That's uh, special, man. I, uh, yeah, you got that. some shots of that, didn't you? So, that's, that's cool. uh, yeah, I don't know if I have like I have that really available right now, but oh, because uh, I think you know, I think I got a text without hearing it. Ah, it's the Democratic National Committee headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't given to them for a long time. My feeling is if they can't get what I think is a decent message across to the American people that I'm my ten dollars or twenty dollars isn't gonna help me. It's not yeah, you're not taking I've it. already I've already, you know, given I lost all faith in the political system long ago. Long, long ago. You know, but but again I guess the bottom line at least for now, Aaron it's probably the fairest and most equitable and best around, you know. Uh, I mean, that's not what... necessarily. I mean, I would think Canada and England and Australia and New Zealand and a lot of other countries that's why I'm still... have good ways to do stuff. That's why I'm still here. 
Where else would I want to go? You know, that's why people want to come here, too. America rocks, man. No, the saddest thing is when, not the saddest, but a sad thing, you have someone that, like, leaves their country where there's so much violence and cruelty, and they come here and they're starting to make a life for themselves, and they get shot yeah, anonymously. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They get shot in the street. They, they weren't doing anything. They were just shopping. And they just get shot in the street. <laughs> no, you know, that's a pretty crazy thing. You know, little did we think how it would evolve since Columbine. I know. And like, yeah, we're like the OG school shooting. Uh, we're like the <laughs> original. We're the original school shooting state. Mm. Somebody brought that to my attention on, on one of our episodes. I was like, damn, that's kind of true because I can't remember any school shootings before Columbine. And I remember when it happened, it was like really big fucking deal. There were, there were a couple of deal. others I remember because I was doing some work where I had to drive through certain areas and there was this one town, Paducah, Kentucky, where this kid was upset and shot a couple of kids at his school. That's just, just one or two, you know. Because I remember, and like justifiably it was a big deal, but I remember... You know, I mean, think about the last school shooting. I don't even, I can't even remember the name of what it was, where it was, because this mean, happened so regularly. How many, how many mass shootings have occurred since I that know, moment? I know. That's, it's an unfathomable. I think about Columbine, and I always think about the Batman shooting in the in the movie theater. That shit scares me. I was I living, enjoy, I was living in Aurora. I enjoy with, with, with my wife, and and it's funny because my wife always would say. You know, if there's like a flat tire, there'd be seven cop cars there, you know. Uh-huh. So she'd always kind of make fun of the Aurora police. Because well, we the were response hearing sirens was... going by our house and helicopters. Hi there. Hi there. What a cute cat. How long have you had this guy? That's Ruby. She, she uh, I've had her for about six months. Six months. Hi, Ruby. Yeah, you can come up and sniff, sniff me more. I had a cat was the total opposite of this. This solid white. Really? I called her light. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She's a she's a total snuggler and she plays she plays fetch and she Yeah, she I was just telling stories her. about her. Um a friends gave me the cat. First we called her White Lightning. Nice. Then then white, then light. Anyway. Uh when I decided to leave Tennessee to move to Boulder in 79 it was really tough i couldn't bring my dog because the friend i was moving in with was in a trailer and had a male dog and my dog was a male so yeah so there's no way i could bring him to to boulder at the time and um yeah come on you can come down here come on come on come on yeah (laughs) um so anyway i i didn't take my dog but i was going to take light uh-huh. I was going to bring light to to Colorado with me. Yeah. And I and when I packed up all my stuff in my pickup truck, covered it up, I was going to stay at friends' house that were closer to town than where our where our farm was, where oh at least where I was living at the time. And um and light cuz she always went out. I you know, I she didn't she wasn't a house cat. Uh never came back that night. She knew that maybe she knew. I, or, yeah, maybe, or you know, that's, whatever that's crazy. it was. I thought she would have been happy to be with me, whatever it was. Yeah. She didn't like the car, though, I have uh, to say okay, that. yeah. So, but I think she went off into the woods and anything could have got her. True. That's true also, man. I yeah. mean, an I mean, owl we or some shit. An owl was yeah. the first thing I thought about. Yeah, man. 
Yeah. I don't think they had coyotes down there, but an owl for sure. Yeah. Um, I've been taking her out every once in a while just to get her used to being outside. But oh, really? Do you put a leash the, on her? Yeah, with the harness. I don't take her out very much, but sometimes she gets sassy. I call her Denise, like Dennis the Menace, but Denise the Menace. She's a very mellow cat. She's cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's the shit. But she's in the morning, mellow. sometimes she gets a little rowdy. She's still young. Uh, Jamie though. has two cats. One of them is kind of friendly, but would not let me pick him up or yeah. come onto the couch where I was sitting. Yeah. The other one, I don't even go near it with my hand. I've already, you know, been scratched and bit a couple oh, of times. Shit. <laughs> so, you know, so it's yeah. weird. I don't know whatever it is. I treat that cat like she's my daughter. You want to get back up there? Down there? Ooh, you got your running water. We didn't have those things back in the day. Yeah, I'm still. I'm trying we to. We did have electricity, but we. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, dude. I just figured. I just kind of was thinking. All right, so you know the dark side. Like you, you, you're familiar with Star Wars, obviously, right? Star oh, Wars. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I even have one of them with the woman who was one of the Jedi. The last one of the last uh, movies, I think. Sure. Sure. I. 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 In. In. Uh, Goodwill, I I bought a uh, an old um, DVD player. Oh, nice! That's and a good. Had, that's good to have. That in it. That's good to have. Nice, nice. <laughs> trying to get a VHS player and a DVD, but a CD player is what I'm trying to get. <laughs> so, so anyway, you're talking about the dark side. Yeah, you know, oh, there's always that. So you understand the light side and the dark side, but all right. So dark side, right? So you're familiar with like uh, when uh, who's. Darth Vader's master. I forget his name. The Sith Lord. Oh, right, right, right. Now, I Anyways, haven't seen a lot of Anyways, he's the guy who uses the lightning. The blue lightning. He shoots lightning out of his hands. Are you familiar oh, with oh, that yeah, scene? yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who looks really weird in space with the hood yeah, on Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, I forget his name. It doesn't matter. But he's harnessing electricity. Okay, right. right. And I think the whole idea of the light side and the dark side and Jedis and harnessing the different abilities... I feel like there's it's rooted in truth. I feel like it's obviously an exaggerated hero's journey version of uh, what was it, Lucas? I think it was Lucas who, who was it Spielberg. George Lucas. George Lucas. Yeah, right. and Spielberg would yeah. work with him on the movies. And so, but anyways, so it's like all right, harnessing electricity. It's kind of like what we do, like what I'm, what we're doing right here with this interview. What we do with our microwaves and our TVs and, well, you know, and everything else. Yeah, well, it's a semantic thing. But when we're talking about energy, you know, back in the day when we were doing, let's say, Sufi dancing, we would put our left out, left hand out to someone's right hand. And then we would have a right hand out on someone's left hand. So we're like transferring the energy from them through us to the next person. And we'd be in a circle and stuff like that. Well, that's interesting. But so yeah, so there's that reality it is of that kind of thing. It's semantics, but it's like, it also, all these electronics and shit kind of, while they're nice and not inherently evil and they help us day to day, kind of get us a little farther away from nature, which would be kind of like the light side and the more free spiritual, mm-hmm. like unplugged side. And and you think about like when 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 Darth Vader like picks somebody up with his mind and chokes them out, and it's kind of like you can do that with your mind. You can mentally choke somebody out and play a mental game of chess with them, and trump them, trump the whole situation, trump the. And it's like mental kung fu, and do you yeah. know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. But, I, you know, I don't, you know. And is that a negative? Are we going to meet that, anyone that's going to be able to choke someone with their mind? Well, I don't think that's happened. Not other than literally. It, not literally. Right. Not really actually being no, able no, to. No, no, but people can control other people's minds by right. what they say. Exactly. That's the what I mean. The preacher in the that's church, what I mean. you know, whatever yeah. it is. That's what I'm saying. Benny so Hen, you know. Uh, that, that type of mental mind control is like a chokeout, and it is kind of a, a oh. dark thing. It's, oh, a, it's yeah, a dark no. side well, thing. Well, you know, a lot of when you look, but at, it's kind of cool though. Well, when you look at stuff like even religion or or how people become the leaders of something, you know, uh, five thousand years, ten thousand years ago, twenty thousand years ago, people didn't might not have understood what what the total solar eclipse was. Yeah. But someone could stand up and I say, no, I know what it is. Listen to me. It's this. And they people, become the leader. Yeah, people circle around. And right. Listen, you know, so yeah. whoever has like the coolest rap, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it, man. Listen to me. You yeah, know? so work on your rap. <laughs> it, it works, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a good rap, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I used to be. Able, I used to have a nice sixteen bars that I. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I mean there are a lot of times where you know I'd be with you know someone and uh, we'd just be having eye contact and yeah, and then it happened. You know, it's so. real. Shit's real, man. That's kind yeah, of what. But uh, you know, animals do that shit because it's real. I mean, it's a real deal thing. But what were you going to say? Sorry. No, I, well, I was going to uh, what was I going to say about, uh, I don't know, there's something like that where, oh, yeah, like someone, you know, you have this old, whole group of people that believe that aliens created a lot of stuff on the, on the earth. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I, I, I disagree, but it, it's in the realm of possibility. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, you know, realize that, too. Yeah. Um, but I've been places where people were talking about that stuff, and I know it was just something that the Mayans did because that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. It wasn't because there was someone in a spaceship looking through a telescope. Uh-huh. Anyway. So, people, you know the Nazgar Plains? No. In, in, uh, in Peru, eastern Peru, there are these big made in the ground like creatures that you oh, only okay. see from space. I've seen them. Dude, there's a guy doing that right now. Right, I'll talk and so people say, well, how can that be? Yeah. Oh, they're saying we it's UFO a, uh, we have, crop circles. We have imagination. Right. We have imagination. John we could think of the... these things. We could think of grokking. It doesn't mean that it actually happened. Uh, yeah. But we have imagination. We could think all these things. Science grokking. fiction. Grokking. It comes from... Uh, that's Elon Musk's new uh, AI. Something by Robert, Robert Heinlein. Oh, what is it? Uh, the Stranger. Oh, shit. I, I, I'm losing those... those, those uh, uh, Brain cells? My senior moment. With, uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's a book by Robert Heinlein, and one of the characters really uh, communicates with, with humans, but he's a, 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 a space entity. Mm-hmm. Um and so grokking, you know, is like you put your heads together and you're sharing oh. your thoughts and they become, you know, so we're grokking one another, that's, you know. That's like, so that was a term we used a lot in the 60s and 70s. That's cool. I'm ringing that back, dude. <laughs> Stranger in a Strange Land. Okay. That was the name of the book. I instantly thought of Stranger in the Night by, <laughs> uh, by Frank Sinatra. 
Strangers oh, yeah, yeah. in the night. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little different. Dude, my, yeah, bro, my I, brain works in mysterious yeah, I was, ways. Yeah, I, I was in the uh, science fiction, fiction book club for a while. You That's know, cool. It's just great stuff, you know, that people come up with, you know. Are you reading anything good right now? I'm reading, I read this really cool book uh, that <coughs> this guy that gave me an Uber ride um, because my car went down and I don't have Uber, but my friends like got me the ride in his name. And we're talking, blah, blah, blah. blah, 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 blah. We're going from like Wheat Ridge to, to here, right? And um, and he said, I'm a writer. I said, oh, he said, that's my book. And he has a book back there so his passengers could buy it. Nice them. move. Well, it ended up he gave it to me and signed it because I knew someone who I said I would ask this person if he he knew some, he's publishing his own book. Nice. It's pretty cool. I want to do that. But he wants to get it done into a movie. Nice. And I read it, and it was almost like his words. And I'm not that familiar with, like, screenplays and stuff. But it was almost the way he was describing all this was like the words in the screenplay. They would use those same exact words uh-huh. to move the story along. Yeah. And I read it really fast. Is, and it was, um, it was called, uh, what was it called? Robert... Droll, D-R-O-L-L. Was it like an autobiography? No. It was or a just biography, a, I guess? No, it's just uh, a story that he made up. Oh, weird. And, cool. and And the guy was contacted by by people in the future. Somehow they had like a, a lot, you know, the South was like the port. For the future and That's stuff. rad. I got a song called... I got a song. <laughs> anyway, it was really good. So I was trying to... This person I know is connected with uh, with um, movies in Hollywood and stuff. But I didn't get... He lives in Miami. And I didn't get to speak to him about it. But I, I texted him and uh, he, he was really happy to hear from me. I said, I want to speak to you. If not here, when I get back to Denver... Uh, that I wanted to run by you, uh-huh. you know, and see if he would tell me, like, do I have to find an agent? Now tell this guy and stuff like that. Dude, I'm trying. I want to publish my journals. Do you? you, you what know, do you think about that? Because I would, I would say self-publish. Listen, because you're, you're pretty cool. You know, I know the way that you communicate. I know the way that you think well, and you. what you think about. So I imagine your journals uh, would be very interesting. So why not? I right? want to. Kurt Cobain did it. And I feel like... Once I die, those journals are going to be worth something. And whoever my significant other is, is going to get blessed. Like, they're going to get paid out. They don't care. I know. <laughs> I, listen, I know they don't. I know no, that no, sounds no. very they, egotistical. People do care, but then we change. You know, it's so weird, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. But, I mean, no. ideally. Ide- I mean, realistically. But ideally. Oh, well, yeah. It's like showing women my artwork, you know. So, yeah. So, they'll like it for a while. And- no, but it's like, I feel like if I can really succeed in this life and do something that's, like, prolific. You know what? And then I die. And then people are interested in my art. And then and then my wife sells my journals and just makes buku bucks. And, like, yeah, her, and then her nice. and her fam- and, and my family are set, you hey, know. Like, that's my that, goal. That's a great door. That's romantic as hell. Why not? Before taxes. Before taxes, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it'll be it'll be covered by the church. It'll be under the church. So, yeah, it'll be tax-free. You know, oh, so uh, I, I, I guess I thought I thought I uh, sent that picture to you. No, oh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, because I'd like to uh, load a, a picture if you want. And do you, do you have anywhere that your art is up that people can see? It? Yeah, so 
uh, so I wanted to pull up this picture. Oh, geez, what did I do here? Oh, I see. That's the one of the framed, your framed, uh, framed art, right? The framed art that your that lady had, Rusty. Uh, yeah. so you want me to send you that picture? right? Yeah, I think that one's rad. Yes, nineteen seventy. Yeah, that's, that's the Charles Manson. Funny, funny story about this picture. We were on our way to Mexico. Oh, damn. Because my friends just did a big... They brought back, like, pounds of hash from Afghanistan. That's right. When you could take a bus, a VW bus or something, and ride it from Amsterdam across Europe, across the Hindu Kush to Afghanistan and come back and bring it to the United States. Dude, a chunk of Afghani hash. But to just be, you know, you have to go through Iran... Yeah, Iraq, you know, places that people you can't do that anymore. Yeah, you know, I mean that's gone forever. Yeah, that's insane. Maybe not forever. Maybe it will come around again, but uh, it's hard to imagine with the Taliban, you know, yeah. controlling Afghanistan. But uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, so yeah, anyway. there's, a lot, there's a lot of different ways to get that hash too. And I heard of there's this there's methods where people these guys will just wear gloves like leather gloves. That go up to their shoulders and they just walk through the fields. Yeah, that's what I heard. And, they just and then I had a friend who had been to Afghanistan and lived in India for a long time. He said, "No, that's th- not how that's they did bullshit. it." And I thought that what I heard was not just the gloves, but they wore leather their whole suit, coats, their right? Whole body. And they would scrape it off. That's what I thought. Maybe that's just you a heard legend. that too. So I that's that. too. I got to tell my friend yeah, who I'm yeah, losing heard, my football bets to. I heard that because yeah, I guess it's just an urban legend, or not even urban. Really. Oh yeah, it's so an the Afghani fu- legend. So the funny story was, um, we were going to go to Mexico, and it was like a spur of the moment thing. But I had my passport with me, and so we go down to San Diego to get visas to get into Mexico. And my three friends go and get visas. Then it was my turn. And the customs guy said, I can't give you a visa. I said, why? I said, that's my passport. He said, how can I tell it's you? It was from 1947. No beard. My picture was when I was one and a half. (laughs) I went to England with my mother for her sister's sister's wedding. Did you shave? What did you do? We didn't go. <laughs> we went camping somewhere east of uh, San Diego in Coyamaca Rancho National Coyamaca Park. Rancho. So my, my mother uh, is English. My dad met my mother as he was training for the invasion of Normandy in World War II. Good God. That's some scary shit. Yeah. So, didn't you, you didn't ask me about his medals that I have down and under my TV? You might have at some point. I may point. have seen him, but was he, right. he was like a war hero? You know, he was a war hero in the sense he survived <laughs> and, and, he, and he saved a lot of his fellow soldiers. That's a war hero. They, he, yeah, right. He, he, was, his, he was in the 70th Tank Battalion. Okay. They, they invaded North Africa to fight Rommel in North Africa. And when they beat North Africa, then they invaded Sicily and liberated Palermo from the Germans and the Italians in Sicily. Instead, part of the group that invaded Sicily and liberated it in 42 went on to fight in Italy. So there'd be another front against the Germans. But my dad's battalion went to England to train um, for the invasion. And 
my mom, who grew up in London, my grandparents got them out of London, you know, during the bombing of London. And they went to this town called Swindon, which was kind of like had similar topography as it did in in France after you got off the beaches. And they met at a USO dance. Oh, wow. Then my father got involved with the invasion and, 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 and pushing the Germans back. He was in the Battle of the Bulge. Then they pushed them back again. They crossed the Rhine. He got injured. He he has a, he has a, had Purple Heart with three oak leaf clusters, and a bunch of other medals, and got captured. It was a POW, but only for two days because all the people only for the, two days. Uh, the people in the hospital they Long left to get when hungry. the Americans he got hungry. Home. So so he got liberated really quick. What so, kind of music were they playing at that? Oh, at, dance music. At uh, that, uh, at that. like you know the. Uh, Glenn Miller, they have the Glenn Miller Ballroom in at UC, uh, CU campus. Glenn Miller was really popular then, you know. So like what, like it doo-wop? Was, da, 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 da. No, it was be, pre pre doop or you know it, it, whatever whatever most. No, it was a lot of black people were playing this music too, and and some of the you know the black be, uh, doop and no, it was before doop, but. But 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 uh, bebop, bebop, bebop would have been played at the same time, like by the blacks, and and you know more of the white, like Benny Goodman, you know. But the, but still, you know, uh, Count Basie and and um, you know Louis Armstrong, they were all playing at the same time as the dance music that Glenn Miller was writing, you know. So yeah. it was a you know it was a combination of a. Of all kinds of people playing, but it was mostly like dance music. I always think about the vibe and the music playing, and like what people are wearing, and like I I often think about Back to the Future, like the scene in Back to the Future, because and I also think about what it is that I would do to capitalize. Because you know, like he's, he takes the almanac and, so that he can bet. Right. That's that's the big on, thing. The almanac. That's like the move is get the almanac. Well, to get to the next game, also to get on. Yeah, to get. <laughs> yeah, so you bet on sports games and you make a lot of money, and that's kind of brilliant. That's like maybe that's the move, but I mean, it didn't work out for Marty McFly ultimately. But well, what it, would it you worked out. Move? It worked out my for question his was nemesis. Be, my question was going to right, right. My question was going to be, what would your move be? If you uh, if you knew you could like well listen I've personally I've never been one to uh, I didn't have I don't have or I didn't have um, you know the kind of mindset to invest in stuff you know like shit. I could have bought a house in Boulder in seventy nine right. and I'd be a millionaire today you know right. whatever. so that might have been your move yeah buying land I mean I was speaking to some people in Tennessee. They own four houses that they're renting in the town that we used Ooh, to, near where we used income, to live in. Dude. I know friends here that have done that. I never had the acumen to do that. Sure. My big thing was to come out here and help my friend get this business going that I could really do well in. Yeah. I haven't mentioned a lot of these things because I'm not trying to let people know who I might be. Okay, know. that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm just going to... Well, because I, I, I like the episode, an episode named Money Talks. I kind of like that. So if you have a better one, let me know. And uh, I was just going to put Silky unless... I mean, uh, that's okay. Some people know me as Silky. So, uh, you know, some people that might listen to the podcast, oh, Silky, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I remember him talking about that stuff. Because Silky is like, <laughs> that's like, that's an enig- enigmatic, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, what is it? What, you know, nickname, sure, but a... Uh, 
alias or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's funny because there was a period uh, in in California where we were stud- studying numerology, and from high school, everybody knew me as, and I introduced myself as Phil, whatever my last name was, and. And when we studied numerology, it made more sense to become Philip than Phil. Why? The numbers, whatever the number was, seemed better to me. Oh, it landed the... Numerologically wise. Okay. But whatever meaning that had, I don't subscribe to that. It seemed like a better number when you added them all. Right, and it was a better number, which suited me what I was thinking better, even though I don't relate to that anymore. So then I have a whole group of people that just know me as Philip... Others is Phil, others is Silky, you know, so, and, and they exclusively call me that name, you know, that's, except for one, my friend who I saw recently said, Felipe! That's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Dude, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, again, you know, I haven't lived the best life. I haven't achieved, you know, some of the best stuff, but... I really feel I'm a good-natured person that cares about other people. Yeah. I feel Even if they're too. not in my tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, we're in the same tribe, bro. And you're the elder You're the elder Jew in this building and the elder Jew in my life. <laughs> I'm older really, than your dad. I really respect you. Uh, how old are you? Um... I don't divulge that. Okay. So I, I think no, you're, you're no, around I the same... 77. Okay. So you're older than my dad, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say you're... Right, so if people want to believe what I think about things because I'm 77, it doesn't really matter because someone the same age as me has totally opposite beliefs, you know. Well, and it seems that when the next generation comes up, they're just dirtbags anyway. And well, then, I'm it's... counting on the next generation. You know, I was just reading a st- headline in the, um, in the Post that, or a, a, an article in the Post that Denver... Um, has like the highest population in some degree of mixed race people. I don't even, I don't believe 13% that. 13% of mixed race. Oh, oh, of like people, people that are black born birth with white. Oh, oh, okay. Mother, mother. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Asian and white, oh, Asian and black, Spanish and black, you know, whatever. That's interesting. Mixed. Yeah. And the races too, not religions, you know, oh, so yeah. just the races. And uh, there's a lot, you know, so I, I, you know, I was reading this article and, 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 and the, like this woman grew up in, in uh, Denver, the mother grew up in Denver and married an Irish, Swedish white guy. But when she was in high school, her parents moved her from the Park Hill neighborhood to Heritage High. I guess that was down in the Springs or something. Uh-huh. I think Heritage, I, I don't think there's one in the area here, whatever. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was, but she might not have been exaggerating, but she had to call the custodian 800 times to have him erase the magic marker that said nigger on, on her locker. Good God. So she grew up with that, and she vowed to never have that happen. And she married a white guy, so had a mixed daughter who has felt comfortable wherever she's been in Denver. Yeah. And that made me feel good, you know, that... that that people feel comfortable yeah, uh, in, our, in, our, in our neighborhood. I know a lot of bad shit happens, you know, but like yeah. it does in every city. But I think for the most part, you know, I, I, I engage people 
shopping or whatever it is, who were cordial, yeah. you know, cordial and courteous. Yeah. I didn't find that in southern Southern Florida, where I was. Yeah. People don't use their signals. They <coughs> cut you off. They don't look at you. You, you buy something here, you know, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but Denver seems to be a pretty nice place. Yeah, so if you sneeze, long. somebody across the street will say, bless you. It's, that's just the kind of place it is around here. I don't know what it is. Maybe that we have all the seasons. Or it's fucking, we experience how cold it is. So we, we feel for each other. I don't know what it is. <clears throat> Everybody's cool with each other for the most part. You that's don't what see I'm a saying. lot of fights or Right, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there are people that will get into fights because that's the type of people they Occasionally are. Occasionally it happens. Yeah. But but people are generally, you walk in the park, people will nod at you, smile, yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. They're not, yeah. you know, you can't, you know, come into my bubble, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, so I, I you know, as a single guy, I like that in a lot of ways because I'm engaging with people. You yeah. know, I'm not just in my cave. I got plenty of friends and family that live here, yeah. you know, in the area. You know, and I see them a lot and we communicate a lot. Yeah. And then I got these people all over the country, you know, that I do. But just to have that, you know, you go out and you have a sense of people feel okay, you know, that's a good thing. I was going to ask you, I, uh, I want to, I want to, I'm getting my set together because I want to travel and I want to play around the country, but I want to go up one of the coasts first. Right. Would you recommend the East Coast or the West Coast? Well, I don't have a lot of experience on the East Coast and I have good vibes about the West Coast, but that was a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I left California in 70, early 73. I bet California was so fucking awesome back then. You know, and I traveled up the coasts, you know, and they're great stuff. I've been up in Oregon, not much in Washington, but I've been on the coast in Oregon, Northern California, down to Southern California, Big Sur. So I would say that is is not only probably nicer uh, at the right season, but it's true of the East Coast too. But the East Coast, I think it's harder to like just be on the coast Yeah, a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, even though there is Highway 1, you know, in Florida, in Florida and up in Georgia and North Carolina, South Carolina, all that stuff. And there's nice coasts. I mean, anywhere you buy the coast, there's beautiful coastlines and inlets, you know, uh-huh. uh, into all the rivers and stuff. And you know, there's all the in- industrial stuff and the the, the the seaports and things like that. But I would say the you know again I I would say the West Coast, but it's only my personal experience. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. Also, although I do want to get out to New York because I feel like I don't know. I just want I want some some of that you know. pizza, some bagels and locks. I feel like our our, oh, our, yeah, tri- so our I, tribes over there, man. So I, I, there, there's a, a restaurant. Uh, near where my mom lives in North Miami Beach. It's in an area just north of her. It's called Aventura. And there's Moe's Bagels in Delhi. And I'm disappointed with all the Jewish uh, delis here in Denver Metro now. Yeah, yeah. They went downhill. A lot of them got sold out. I don't know if you ever went to the New York Deli News on Hampton. I have been to that one. I would go to Zadie's a lot. I didn't even like Zadie's, but yeah. Zadie's is better than others. Yeah. You know, maybe I'll try their corned beef again. But I got to go back to Zadie's. This place has great stuff. Yeah. I mean, where, you know, where I went. I wanted to go again, and something with our cousin was coming in, and we went to this Israeli place. Had great hummus and falafel, you nice, know. Nice, yeah. 
But um, I, I wanted another corned beef sandwich, you know. I didn't get enough. Yeah. <laughs> and they were good, you know. It's like that thick. <laughs> Usually, if you get a corned beef sandwich, it's going to be massive, right? If you're at a good spot. Right. So, yeah, I've just been disappointed with uh, with the corned beef and the pastrami here in town. Yeah. You know, they opened up this new place, Call Your Mother. Uh-huh. Have you seen it? No, it's probably because there's not a lot of Jewish proliferation going on. No, there's the people in the kitchen are here. there in the kitchen? Is there are they Jewish? No, you got like Rosenbergs, you know. Are they Jews in the kitchen? Oh, in the kitchen? Yeah. No, in the kitchen it's all immigrants. Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm the saying. same people that are picking your raspberries and 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 mowing your lawns. It doesn't taste and building like... your roads and your houses. Why, there's Why do people not want immigrants here? Well, because Zadie's not cooking the corned beef anymore. It's you know Miguel. Oh right, you know that's true. That's true, and that's what I was so disappointed in. Uh, I was so, I was so disappointed. Who's uh, texting me? At, oh, it's only 7.40. Man, Jamie sent me something. Anyway, what else? To, oh, what did I, oh, I wanted to show you uh, something else, some of my artwork again. So, um, yeah, because I'm definitely trying to post. Oh, yeah, so here, it's right, right there. How fortunate is that? Yeah, that one's cool. Definitely. So, my friend, that's one of the ones she wanted. <coughs> and she that's framed it and it looks great in her house. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's that's oil or uh, It's pastel. Pastel? Mhm. Nice. And do you uh, have a preference uh what do you like to use? Well, I used to I started I started uh in color doing oil painting. And and you know, again, it's when I said whatever happened when I was young, you know, the positive and the negative. Um, so I started getting into it, but I, I kind of gave it up because I didn't have the space. And you have to have turpentine, and I'm living with other people, you oh, know, that, yeah, in a smaller costly. house and, you know, mixing the, the paints and stuff. So I, I stopped doing the oil painting and got into uh, using pastels. And I still, like, use, you know working graphite you know pencils and, and pastels would be like chalk kind of right yeah kind of chalk yeah. just colored chalk pretty yeah. much right yeah yeah so um i like sharpie man i never messed with pastel but Sharpie. you know i like. I, I should do that i Sharpie's should i great, should really man. do that like i don't a know if you ever sharpie saw this picture of so me and good. me and my dog in uh the sierra nevada that's the man. picture i'm gonna post can I post that? I, I would prefer to post that picture. <laughs> it's kind of washed out. You dude, know? it's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, I could, or, or you could like use... Uh, well, whatever you want me to post. I'll no, post. I know. I, I was just going to show you this other picture. Uh, Definitely, I like the, yeah, the butterflies don't, you know, post a few. Oh, gosh, I have so much stuff in here. It's crazy. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I don't know what I gotta do with this, all, all of this, but yeah, oh yeah, that I need to get rid of. But I gotta go through so much, you know. I haven't learned how to like just search for a year. Uh -huh. I could probably do that, but you know, again, I, I'm kind of lazy. I did this oil painting of uh, one of my friends. Oh shit! <laughs> nice. And um, 
I did that in 77. Uh, so, yeah, I, like my last painting was in 82. Uh, it yeah. last oil painting. And What's uh, to stop you from doing another one? I, I, I bet you would have, do a badass one these days. After all your time passing, I bet you if you picked up you the know, paintbrush it, and you weird, did. It's weird you asked that. Why don't you just go to the supply store and get some I paint? I thought that when the pandemic hit, you know, because I kind of live in a cave myself anyway, and I, you know, don't, didn't, didn't need to go out. Bob Ross that shit. Um, you know, I I stopped uh, working on my stuff. Dude, that's pretty cool. <laughs> It's cool because, like, you'll still be completely anonymous by posting that picture of yourself. Because <laughs> you look nothing I'll, I'll, like that anymore. I'll give you the other. You, you want me to? You want me to text you the other one? Uh, yeah. Well. Oh, oh, oh! This you'll love. This. Whatever you want. You like this? So these are the two guys I was with in Mexico. With. Come on! Come on! Well, that's kind of got a weird effect going on. Um, let me see here. Anyway, however you look at it, there are the mushrooms in front of us. Is that one of those you? No, that's my I friend Michael say, and my friend Steve. Like so they're just psychedelic? I, I had the camera. I took the pictures. I are, wasn't in a lot of them. Are they psychedelic mushrooms? Yeah, those are the psilocybin mushrooms we got in that cow pasture in Palenque. Dude, eating wild mushrooms is so fucking risky. You have to know what you're doing. We like, didn't know what we are doing, but like the people that were frying them up with no, their eggs said it was okay. No more know? risky than doing a line of white powder these days, I guess. Oh, well, you know, one of my favorite musicians died because he thought he was doing cocaine and it was heroin. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, Tim Buckley. Tim Buckley? I gave you one of his albums to listen to back when I was giving you my pre-70s albums to listen to. That reminds me of... It just reminded me, too. Yeah, okay, so what was... So this is after we came out, just a picture I took of Michael and Steve. Nice. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I was going to find this other picture. Oh, you want me to send that to you, by the way? Yeah, sure, man. Oh, here, it's upside down, no wonder. Um, so yeah, I can, if you want, I was going to grab my, my vinyls, bring them in here onto the table and we could go through them together and see if there's one that you like, you could borrow. And then we'll also be able to find the one that you lent me that I, right. Let's, uh, let's do that. What's the name of that album again? John Hammond. John Hammond. I always forget. That's another reason why I lost it. Right. Well, I would notice it if I saw it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're down there for my mother's 98th birthday. Uh, Huh. Oh, yeah. This is me and her. She's 98. Oh, wow. That's awesome. She's looking good. I got good genes. Especially for 98. That's awesome. Yeah? Hell yeah. Send her my love, dude. It's awesome. Yeah. She made you, dude. She brought you into this earth. That's right. You know, like, that's an impressive I, I, feat. I, and also messed me up a little. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, moms will do that. Moms will do that. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, how well. it goes, man. That's just part Where of it. Where did I have that picture that came up? That's what so- makes me nervous about having kids. It's like, you so you do something wrong, and you're like, oh, well, there's permanent fucking lifelong damage. Yeah, blame it on your mom. Yeah, man. like, okay. All right, well, 
No turning back the clock on that one. Like, so this is one I did. going to become a stripper. This is a picture I did lately, Aaron. Whoa. Because uh, I did this uh, like in October. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's a house on... Uh, charcoal or? A house on Franklin. Is that charcoal or? It's just pencil. Pencil? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, so when the pandemic started, I said, oh, man, I'm going to be able to do so much art. I'm going to be able to read all these books on art. I did fucking nothing but watch TV. Yeah. America. Crazy. Yeah, that's fucked up. I didn't... Uh, actually, I built an invention during the pandemic and spent all my pandemic money. It was a retractable trellis uh, that you put into grow tents instead of uh, reusing... Or instead of uh, throwing your trellis away at the end, you would reuse your trellis and it was retractable. Reuse your... Your trellis. Trellis. The thing that supports the plants. Right. And it's actually a pretty decent design and I want to make it, but it's just not cost effective. But I thought, how cool would it be to be an inventor, man? Just be an inventor? I mean, if you had like some badass invention that made it, like, that'd be sick. Like the slap chop. Come on. I found it, Aaron. Think about, God, the Marty, I'd Marty McFly some invention. What invention would I Marty McFly? I don't know. Netflix. God. So. You got it. You got it. Let's see it. What do you got there? Me and my dog in the Sierra Nevada. Oh, you sent it nice. Uh, 1970. 1970? Cool. 70. That's 18 years before I was born. <laughs> and I wasn't even a sparkle in my dad's eye at that point. In 70. Huh. Well, it's kind of crazy that we're in the 20s now. It's kind of a weird thing. That what? We're in the 20s. We're in the 20s again, you know? Oh, so where did you go to high school? What high school did you go to? I went to Smoky Hill High Smoky School. Smoky Hill, you were down there in uh, Aurora, yeah. You know, John went down, went there. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't talked with John much, but we're on a friendly uh, basis. Yeah. Dude, I just got this brand new mic. I can't believe we didn't use these microphones for the. But like, I'm glad like that we did. Well, it. how did we the did other? It. I mean, what what do they do when they break? Oh uh, well, see, I, I had to tape it. It's yes. a, it's a it's a used microphone and uh, like for whatever reason like it the cable just won't seat in there properly so you touch it it makes all this noise and feedback and it like ruins the recording it's a real fucking pain in the ass so yeah there's that anyways I got this new one it's way badass and I got it in the spot where. I'm trying to work oh, this new spot. Oh, I know how I couldn't find Shit. this. Uh, no. All right. So we're still uh, recording? Oh, no, I think that'll do it. Fortune Radio. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for being on. Oh, hey. <laughs> nice to uh, be uh, jabbing, jab, jab, chatting with you, uh, Aaron. Do, do you have anything that you want to tell the people? Because this will be, uh, this is immortalized forever. Uh, try to be kind to one another. Be Gold. kind. Be kind to one another. Be kind. Golden rule. Golden, Golden rule. rule helps. You know. I mean, pretty simple, but yeah. You know. Come on. We're all trying to have our friends and families be in a good place. So let's let them do that without 
worrying about what other people are doing with their families if it doesn't directly hurt them. It's beautiful. absolutely massive and they like always stood in front of her for pictures that was so great I saw them only once live I'm thinking about the mamas and papas I think I like the mamas and papas uh, I, I'm not I'm not so into like the uh, encyclopedia of their work I have no idea who, who Pat Mitty is you know he's good I'm, I'm not familiar with this album either I'll tell you, I mean, it's kind of a bad thing with me, but, you know, I like Pat Metheny, but I never got much into it. I'm a guy that liked usually much later than the uh, early 70s, though, you know what happened, like for a long time, I wasn't into the new music and there was all this disco anyway, right? Rush, Canadian rock band. You know what? I've been learning more about them, but it, they weren't part of, like, my scene. Hemispheres. Rush Hemispheres. Pretty cool album cover with the brains. Uh-huh. Not bad. Yeah, very cool album cover. You can't do that anymore. Uh, What, Naked Bodies? Yeah. Well, just ass? So. You could show ass. On co- album covers? You can't show ass? Here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Neil Young and Crazy Horse, one of my favorites. Ah, man, I love it. Really love one it. of my favorites. Everybody sure. knows this is nowhere. La, da, da, la, da, da. Yeah. yeah, because... Everybody, everybody knows. Yeah, my uncle gave me that uh, Neil Young poster up there. It was a concert poster right, behind right. you. Like, uh-huh. Neil Young means a lot, man. I like Neil Young. <laughs> oh, dude, I got a good story about Charlie Daniels' band. All right, so that's Million, million Mile Reflections. I met... The son of the keyboard player. Uh-huh. And I had a podcast with him. Oh, how cool. He's a vagrant on the street. He's a speedhead. A now. baker down the street? A vagrant. A vagrant. Oh, no kidding. He's no, a speedhead. Too bad. He's, he asked me for a cigarette. Turns out he's the son of the fucking... And I did some research on him, and I mean, he could be lying, but I really don't <laughs> think he is. You know, uh, I oh, wanted to see... I wanted to see Black Sabbath. You know, I wasn't into the... Uh, into the weird metal uh, stuff, you know. I wasn't into, to, uh, you know, I wasn't into Ozzy, but I, I appreciate him more now when he does his. He has his uh, show with his son that they travel around. He has a son with. He has a show with his son now. Jack. Ozzy? Yeah, Jack, uh, Jack yeah. Osborne. Yeah. So they have a show together. What does his son play? No, they don't. They, it's a show that they travel around the country meeting people. They don't oh, play music. Oh, okay. It's like. Uh, I think I gave you this. Damn, the RC300 loop station manual. I think I gave you this, by the way. Okay, grab it back, dude. Nah, I'll let you keep it for a while. Do you li- have you listened to it? Dude, Do you like the it? manual, dude. What is this? Did this you- is the treasure, dude. This oh, is the, treasure. the RC300, huh? Dude, all right. Things uh-huh. are looking good. Georgia Satellites. Yeah, we're going to keep that bowl loaded. We're going to keep that bowl fully oh, loaded. Oh, this is fine. Georgia Satellites... That seems like an 80s rock band that I'm not really into. Right. You know, there was this era. Remember, I was in... Boston. I, Boston. I mean, Boston, I like some of Boston. You that's, know. A le- that's legendary. That, well, that looks, what, self-titled Boston? Right. What are these, the late 70s? 
I don't know. There's like crystals all over it. I can't see without my reading glasses. Do you see a date on this, on the bottom? Dave. You have to look at the very Seager. bottom. Seeger? He's like a cheese ball, but... You know, Bob Seeger has a lot of good stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah, he's good. It's like stuff, like that band Steppenwolf. Oh, this is 78. 78. Yeah. That's why I said late 70s, right? Yeah. <coughs> we were in Tennessee, back in the holla. Hell yeah. <laughs> Eating holla. <laughs> Eating I mean, they say hollow, you know, but I was back in the hollow. That's my dad's favorite favorite band, probably Van Halen. So Van that's Halen. Van Halen, 5150. Yeah, never got into Van Halen. Definitely a metrosexual. Not a metrosexual. That's a weird kind of... It's uh-huh. like, I would never have a picture of a, a damn near naked guy. Uh-huh. But like an, at, an atlas. Look at the hairdos they have, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the bouffant that on the guys. guys. He's wearing a Zorro mask. <laughs> So that, I don't know what the story this, on that uh, is. This looks pretty interesting. Sing around. Oh, there's probably just good kid stuff. Uh, Instruments from Mexico, France, Israel. Journey. Yeah, Kumbaya. Journey. Classic. Journey, yeah, wasn't into Journey. Uh, we're looking at... What? Brian, Ad- Brian Adams? Hey, you! I like him. Bless you. I like Brian Adams. He was interesting. Ario Speedwagon, I'm into you know, they played in um, Boulder at the um, Folsom Field. High infidelity. That's provocative. Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. Twee. <laughs> All right. Fuck Ted Nugent. We're looking at Foreigner. Oh, we're looking at... Yeah. <laughs> you know, at, they were all good. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it just wasn't a time I was into. Rush. Grace on Grace Under Pressure. Another Rush Oh, you know, album. so wait, give me your favorite Rush album to, uh, to listen to. I like... Uh, that you have. That's a good question, man. Was that that one you showed me with the naked guy on it? No, no. I feel like uh, maybe... Because I've just been getting in to learn about Getty Lee. Getty Lee was Jewish. Oh, really? I had no idea. Jewish Canadian? Jerry Lee is Jewish. Getty oh, really? Lee. Oh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a favorite His, album, his brother's, his sibling brother's name, Wine Rib. Tom Sawyer was a single. It wasn't an album. Oh, so I was going to say that I wasn't into this new music after, you know, the the 60s, early 70s. One, we were in Tennessee, but I started listening to groups like Genesis and I was into them. And the police, like, really turned me on to the newest stuff. The police. And I've always been a big Sting fan ever since. Synchronicity is a great fucking album. Yeah, they're all, you know, I I just, I just, and Sting Sting solo stuff I I really like. U2 pisses me off. Let me say something about U2. Yeah, tell me about U2. Uh, I like, you know, but I had. They forced their way onto my iPhone. Really? It was some deal they did with Apple where their (coughs) their new album got automatically downloaded onto every user's iPhone. I think I remember that. And it's fucking bullshit because like I would tr- I would put my AirPod AirPod uh my well, my headphones on and and fucking try to play some music and the first thing that would come on would be U2. And it's like fuck that. You're going to force me to listen to U2 <laughs> like and they made money on this and they're in my ears and, like like Yeah, fuck that's that, dude. that's funny. They were they were really big and I like them and and I love, you know, that that video of uh you know, when they played Red Rocks Another, with Black Sunday and that stuff. You what know. that U2 in the fucking garbage? But I loved a lot. Of they, when they did this video of... Uh, Salsas Poderosas. When they did a video of what? Uh, I, they were on like a roof. And it was Sorry. like... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, so this is before your time also, but you got into them. 
Oh yeah, I like REO Speedwagon a lot, man. But mm-hmm. my dad, they're one of my dad's favorite bands. So I mean, just kind of by uh, osmosis, you know. Right, I got gotcha. you. But uh, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of good tracks, a lot of good. You know songs. what? I'll listen to. I, uh, I, I could, I could go to. You know, when I want to hear, if some band name comes, you know, comes into my mind. Yeah, I'll just YouTube them. That's the and, same. And listen to that's, something. That's same here. Like same here, man. Like, um, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna listen to the vinyl because Kelly took the goddamn record player. It was hers. <laughs> oh, she took the record. Yeah, yeah, it was hers. You know. Oh, Queen. that's why you said you had it. Yeah, Queen. Uh, uh, you know, legends, I, I wasn't. Legends. I wasn't into Queen when they were happening. You know, it just wasn't the thing. But I just really loved their whole Fucking reality. Yeah, know? yeah, dude. And I, just, and and and. and uh, and Mercury, I just yeah, one you know. of the best, if not the best frontman of all time. I I think that's my next journey in life. It, one of my next things is I'd like to be a frontman. Like I'm gonna set my guitar down and just get people off. Just pick the mic up, sing, mm. sing, get rowdy, sing like uh-huh. Jim Morrison kind of, and just like oh James Jim Morrison, you know what I'm he saying? Was wild. Anyway, Queen the Game. That's that's a good album. AC, Freddie, AC, AC. yeah, oh, you know, and 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 uh, so I really like so many of the Queen songs. ACDC, I was never into at all. Let there be rock. Yeah, yeah. I know. a lot of it sounds very the same. Another Van Halen. Uh, like, maybe that was part of it. Like you know, I, I I would because people still sing the praises of Eddie, and. So I, I should listen to more of his music. You Let know. me grab something from this drawer. Really there's, fast, there's, there's a reason why. There's right. a reason why. Thank you. I have one of those in my apartment. Oh, nice. <laughs> the piano wire poker. Yeah, I love it. I was going to say, Dude. hey, I still got your piano wire. You know, Dude, it's like one of the best pokers you could ever have. <clears throat> piano streak. Piano wire. Yeah, you're like my brother. He won't smoke down to the black uh, whatever is. Uh, no, that's, but with these pipes, it comes through pretty easily too. Well, all the THC's gone. Think about it. You're just smoking plant material at that point, anyways. It has a lovely fragrance. I really like that. This is, I know, the Asian Steely, right. Steely yeah. Dan. Yeah, that's a classic yeah. album, dude. Classic. Well, you'd say Aha, right? Or Asia? Aha? Oh, Aha, yeah. Aha, right? Aha. I, I said Asia, right? Well, I don't know. How would you say it? I, I, I think, always it's, I think it's pronounced Asia. 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 Da, da, ba, ba, right. Ba. Right. Asia. The Rush album. We're looking at Moving Pictures. That's probably that's got to be my favorite Rush album. You mind if I borrow it? Please. <clears throat> Please and also feel free to uh, put that put those on the floor so it doesn't get out of hand for you because we're gonna it's gonna end up being this tall. I will do a few more. Okay, cool. All right, we're looking at Alan Parsons project. I liked his stuff. Not for me. You know, I, I, I come from a I come from a uh, like a classical music uh, background of enjoyment. Not playing so much, but listening. My yeah. father was really into it. So when, when my mom was pregnant with me. He's playing like all this Mozart and Beethoven, so I have it in my fibers. But but right, anyway, right. Uh, so like I would have these uh, cassettes when I was in Tennessee, and I'd be driving down the road. I'd have Quicksilver Messenger Service on one side, so good, and dude. Beethoven on the other. What's you know? their big <laughs> hit? Bitter. So uh, I like that the instrumental taste? stuff. Anything that's instrumental, I really like. Quicksilver Messenger Service. What's their big hit? 
Well, have another hit. Hit. Fresh air. Fresh air. But well, I was yeah. into all this other stuff of theirs that had nothing to do with that one. That's the that's the one that comes that to mind. That last one was the big obviously, hit. That was yeah. the only hit. That's the one that came to mind. Obviously. Okay, I, I want you to li- oh, uh, on on your uh, YouTube or whatever, listen to, just, just uh, Google The Fool. Okay. Yeah, I would like to. That's all. And right. also, there's another. Uh, uh, yeah, the fool. It give you an idea of Quicksilver and and the '60s at that time. Def Leppard. Another band I wasn't into. Pyromania. What? So the drummer had one arm, or what's the? Deal? I don't know. I don't know about Def that. Def Leppard. The drummer had one arm, or the guitarist had one finger, or some shit. One of them was an amputee. I don't know. Uh huh. All right, 1984. We're looking at Van Halen, dude. <laughs> Look, I, that's a double. You can you could take that one too if you want. Look, because I got it up on the, my wall. Good, good stuff by Eddie on this. Yeah, dude. Van Halen's, dude. Honestly, yeah. It's not it's not my favorite album by them, but and this is a hell of an album. Goodbye, yeah. Yellow Brick Road. He, I think he recorded Actually, this let's in, keep uh, that one in, out. in Netherlands. I want to hang that on the wall, dude, because that's a legendary album. Oh, so the, right. The, these are your uh, some of my favorites. Like, right. go, on, go on the wall. Because yeah, like, I'm, like I said, I'm not your listening. Role, your role model album. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not listening to fucking vinyl like i'll just throw it on spotify and listen to it you know uh, he did another one i think that was a caribou ranch this one wasn't but yeah but come on goodbye yellow brick road on. i mean it's you fantastic know, absolutely yeah <laughs> legendary <laughs> so you want to listen to it right? uh yeah miniature tigers this is a these are a newer group you wouldn't know them but they're right. they're badass black magic simon and garfunkel and actually this poster came out of that album Ah, and so I had to hang it up. It's kind of trashed, but I still like it. Yeah, this is a good time for them. Use the bookends. Yeah, right. Scorpions, no thanks. Don't don't know the scorpions. Phil Collins, you were talking about Genesis earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, lo- I like Phil Collins. He's yeah. talented. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Really? You know who I like even better is, uh, and I like Chrissy Hine. Joan Jett. Was oh the, no, the Joan Jett. Right, I was the, thinking right away it was Chrissy Hine. A fake signature. She signed it for you. Fake signature. Ah. Total like I total, love rock and roll. Total fake signature. All right, Journey. so so I love uh, uh, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. I really it. I really like his re- Peter mind. Gabriel's dope. I like Journey a lot. What do you think about the new singer, the it's Filipino? The, you know, he's he sounds good. I, I was always into uh, the other guy, Steve. What was it was Steve? Anyway, they have nice stuff. You know, Dude, they're, they're, to me, a lot of this stuff. I, just because of the time when I was dropping acid and all that, uh-huh. that this is more like pop music to me, where the other was more like something about what was clicking things in my mind. I always loved Journey, saw him live, and dude, their guitarist is such a cheese ball. And he like gets his teeth whitened so they like glow in the dark. Triumph, I don't know anything about that. I don't know, but they got the the uh, uh, tarot cards. That's cool. Tarot's pretty. Cool. So the fool. Uh, you know when you when you Google it's a tarot card, isn't it? The, the fool? right, yeah. the fool is a tarot card. So that they just use it, you know. So um, I should know who this is. Uh, you know, I, you know, I anything by these guys. I who like. is that? They're my era. I, I don't know this album. Really? Yeah. No, I don't know the album. Feel free. To- I was living in uh, the Hollow, man. I was back in the Hollow when this stuff was coming out. I mean, the guy's face looks familiar, but I can't think who it is. D- this guy? Yeah. David Crosby. Oh, shit. So it's Crosby, Stills, and Nash? That's just Crosby and Nash. Yeah. They Crosby did albums on their own together for a while. That's cool. <clears throat> yeah, so I always like this stuff, you know. 
thoughtful guy. Jethro Tull, badass flower. <laughs> Jethro Tull, under the uh, funny. I wonder when this came out. He's got. Yeah, I was a, I was a big Tull fan. You know. Yeah, he was. Ian wicked. Anderson played the uh, flute. You know, it was kind of cool. Uh, you and whose army? I don't know. A window? You and Who's Army? You and Who's Army, volume one. Wow. That might be some... I don't know exactly... I don't know what that is. Reproduced by you and Who's Army. So it must have been live where the audience would be there, you think? I don't know. No, maybe not. I'm not. So let's see. Scott Sather. Oh. Scott Sather and Steve Goodroad in love. So it's like a collaboration. Rustic. What matters, right? It's a multiple right. artist, Marty Benson. How can I explain, right? Ronnie and the Raccoons. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> this is just a goofy. You one. again? I have some goofy ones that are just good for sampling. This kind of cool stuff. Yeah, you know, the honky tonk is great. I had a friend that played great honky oh, tonk. Mariachi. Mariachi. I have some of my one of my friends from Mexico left some records over here a long time ago. El Mundo del Sonido. Uh, Walsh. Very cool. Oh, this is a great album. Yeah. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> Joe Walsh, man. Another... Yeah, I was uh, I was uh, listening to an interview with Joe Walsh yeah. with uh, on, uh, Terry uh, Terry Gross on NPR CPR NPR. Nice. I think I know this one too. Oh yeah, Peter Paul and Mary. Peter Paul and Mary. Only what is ten it? years together. Is that a old stewball was racehorse? And I wish he were mine. He never drank water. He only drank wine. Yeah, they covered. They didn't write many of their own. Early Morning Rain, I think that was Tim Harden. In the early morning rain, with a dollar in my hand. And an ache in my heart, my pockets full of sand. Nice. From home. Oh, I loved all that folk stuff. Yeah, that was Dude, real big. And again, I was listening to a lot of this pre-turning on. Before you did acid. Before I even turned on, you know, I was listening to this stuff. He's one of my idols, Johnny Cash. That's good. Um, we were at visiting the friends, I was saying, in this one town in Florida, and the guy on the back of his license plate had a cover that said, God bless Johnny Cash. Hell yeah. yeah he's got a wicked mustache on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ballads of the True West. He's got a lot of just like spoken word shit on that one. Uh, Mexico. Mexico. Manhattan Pop Orchestra. Moody Blues. I don't know a lot about, but it seems like you listen to a lot of the Moody Blues. Or yeah, no, but not, like, not these are later, right. Uh, I listen yeah. to most of the early stuff. Bob Marley's son. A young version. Ziggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ziggy is like the first son I think I knew from that, yeah. from his son. The Melody Makers. Uh, Echo in Venezuela. Made in Venezuela. Music yeah, para. that's right. We're buying, we were buying oil from them because it was cheaper. Music para... Export. Para exportar. Oh. So, a music. Ex- music for export. For export, that's rad. And you were saying that we were buying. Ah, uh, Joan, I used to have this album. Joan Baez. Yeah. Joan Baez. Chicago, yeah. I listened to. I wasn't a big fan just because, you know, it was a little more pop than the edgier stuff I liked. Is that the Chicago? George Carlin on the road. Oh my gosh. Sick. Good. That's that's, that's a good one to find. Dude, that's the one that's hanging on the wall Just without the vinyl. Neil Young? Uh yeah, after the after the yeah. gold rush. Oh boy, yeah. I, I saw the cover. It looked 
Uh, Mozart, I like Mozart. Yeah. That is one of the nicest portraits I've seen of him. He always looks so much more goofier. Yeah, he looks pretty put together in that one. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. Mozart. I won't be able to do this in, uh, in be, a few weeks. Be careful, dude. I won't be able to do this in a few weeks because I'm getting a hernia operation. Oh, good God. Well, I didn't realize you had a fucking hernia, Phil. I would have taken that off. I don't, I, I've had it for years. I had this one girlfriend for a while that was coming to the apartment. And uh, she had three boys. And she said, oh, you got a hernia, Silky. So you got a hernia, Silky. That's kind of provocative. <laughs> yeah, she knew about that stuff. <laughs> Hubert Laws. I saw him live. Flattest? In Greenwich Village. That's oh, kind of a cool cover. I like that cover. Yes, it is. Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> That's what it says there. I yeah, got it. <laughs> yeah. You just knew it by the picture. <laughs> I saw it by the picture, right. Um, it's. It, I've seen it in art a uh, lot, you know. Beethoven. This one I knew. Oh, Beethoven. Yeah. First and second, huh? Leonard Bernstein. Uh, yeah. I guess if if there was two if I had one pick of rock and roll and I had like and, and one pick of classical the the dead have so much stuff, you know, so my I, I would think of picking them, but I would pick Quicksilver and Beethoven over Mozart and Bach. Fiddler on the roof. I hardly know her. Fiddler on the roof. La da 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 da. Oh my gosh, look at all of these. Fiddler on the roof. I Fiddler on the know roof. Her. Oh my gosh, are you selling these or what? Yeah, take a Fiddler on the roof. I got three. I have of one. Of course, I have three Fiddler on the roof. I have one. You... Yes, I like. Yes, it's cool. Yeah, I like it. Emerson Lincoln Palmer. Uh, some more mariachi. Uh, you know, Henry Mancini. I don't I hate, hate mariachi. I really don't Mancini. hate mariachi. There's Leonard with Beethoven. Which, though, the seventh, I like that. <clears throat> yeah, feel free to borrow any of these that catch your eye. I have all of Beethoven's symphonies. Oh, nice. Ario Speedwagon. Again? Yeah. yeah. What, what well, they must have done some. I like the cover. Uh, good Good Trouble. Good Trouble. That's kind of a cool album. Is name. that what that's called? And it's a picture of... Oh, uh, Good Trouble. <laughs> a, a housekeeper looking in on a room, like, all fucking yeah. creepily. Uh-oh, what the hell were they doing in there? Good trouble, buddy. Leo Sayer looking like... Leo Sayer, you know, he was big for a little while. Was well, he Irish? It sounded like you were doing an Irish accent. Irish or English, you know. Oh, nice. He was from that area. Russ Never Sleeps, oh, dude. Neil Young and Crazy yeah, Horse. That's baby. a good album, dude. He He's like had, you know, even so though it's Neil albums. Young, he's had so many even like different styles of his own thing. Yeah. Uh, Doobie Brothers, I don't know shit about. Uh, the Doobies, uh, there's a lot of stuff I like about them, you know, they're good musicians, but I'll tell you, it's really funny, we went to see them at Red Rocks once. Oh, yeah, yeah like, you know, Mississippi, but, oh, black water, keep on rolling, Mississippi, mud, mud, keep on shining, on. you know, I mean, they got a bunch of good stuff, other stuff, too, you know, good stuff, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a really good. Um, <clears throat> but, but we vocally, saw them, vocally they're they're untouchable. That you know the music that was Stoners, the Doobie Brothers. But the, what was funny was we saw them at Red Rocks, and there was like their their goodbye tour or something. And my brothers and my brother and I and a friend are yelling, "All right, goodbye already, goodbye already!" 
They say, oh, this album, Blue. Oof. Joni Mitchell? Yeah, you want to get melancholy, just go listen, right? Okay, I think that's a double of the game if you want to hold on to one of those. Uh, no, nah, that's all right. Uh, this was just good for scratching and is lost. Uh, Bark at the Moon. That's that's just that's a nothing album. It's stupid. It's like samples. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. I like Ozzy right? now, dude. I like Ozzy. <laughs> I, he's got a real original sound, and he's a fucking. Is that the White he's, Album? He's a rock star, man. James no. Taylor. James Taylor used to play with a high school buddy of mine, Bob, Bob Seger, yeah. Silver Bullet Band. Yeah. Uh, Shroom, Time. There it is. There it is. There it is. John Hammond. Can we keep going through with the other ones? We could, okay, sure. Okay, that's all right. All right, so yeah, put this one aside. That's your... This. Oh, you can't listen to it now, damn it. No, it's going back with you, dude. I, I cannot be responsible for this album anymore. I'm so glad we found it. John Hammond. Yeah, there, look at the names of the songs there. You know, you could even read the words. Here, I'll set it song. aside for now. Yeah, keep it I, for a while. No, I'm not keeping it. I'm you're going back with, it back you. with yeah, you tonight? Yeah, yeah, tonight, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like Stanley Koch. That's a good bass player, man. I don't know shit about him. Oh, that's a beautiful album. Johnny Ladies Mitchell. of the Canyon. Yeah, that is a cool album. I think it's Ladies of the Canyon. I haven't listened to it. Oh, Court and Spark. No, Court and Spark. It looks cool. Pat Minthley. Pat Matheny. You know, he's a good musician. I, I, I'm surprised oh. you don't hear more about him these oh, days. another Matheny. George Benson. You know, he was good, I, but I never really, you know, became a big fan of his. That oh, looks Sammy like um, Hagar. Sammy Hagar, right? Uh, he's okay. I, I don't. He, he's, I, he's big time now, you know, with all the stuff he does. Oh, this is a cool fucking... Rush. Yeah, that's a cool album. I don't... I'm not as big of a fan of, of Hagar as I uh-huh, am. Uh, uh-huh. What's his... Well, I was name? never a big fan. I think he's become a cooler personality, maybe. Yeah. Wow, this is pretty interesting. Power Windows. I like this kind of... Like this kind of picture. Look, that's none cool of art. These, none, right, none of these TVs would work with something like that. Oh, they didn't have. Uh, they don't. They don't. They didn't go to remote. They didn't have remotes to go to these TVs. That's probably why he's pointing. That's another cool thing. I know. Why he's yeah, pointing it out the, the window. Right. It's, right. It, it, it's a surrealistic a puzzle. Yeah. Totally. A riddle like, yeah. In, in here, you know. So that's interesting. That's right. To me, even though it might confuse me. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's still awesome. interesting. Oh, I've seen this before. Doobie Brothers. Yeah, there they are again with that road to nowhere. Is it a signed? Let me see that. This album belongs to... They wanted to let you know. Vetter Vietter? I know this one. Jack's Roman Running on Empty. Great album, right? Let me see that later. Running on Empty. Oh, that's a great fucking yeah. song, dude. That reminds me of Forrest Gump. You ever see Forrest Gump? Oh, yeah, a number of times. You know what's interesting about Forrest Gump? Uh, Aaron, it's that's my time. All the stuff that he went through, that was my time. The guy, the guy who wrote it, Zemeckis, he also wrote Back to the Future, I think. Really, Zemeckis? I thought a woman wrote Forrest Gump. No, it was Zemeckis. Oh, really? Maybe I'm thinking of Fight Club. John Denver. Anyway, he he's two years younger than, (laughs) than I am, so his experiences. Oh, the birds. The birds. Some of the rodeo. Sweetheart of the rodeo. So the birds. Jimmy Page was on the birds for a little while. Who? Jimmy Page, the guitarist for the Zeppelin? No. Who was in the... No, no. He wasn't was there a, somebody it wasn't really the famous bird, in the it was, uh, it was the... Uh, uh, oh, shit. Because um, I honestly... I was just reading about this, too. No, the birds were an American band with David Crosby and Jim McGuinn and... Crosby. Crosby yeah, was in the birds. Crosby was in okay, the birds, okay, right. okay, okay. 
Simon and Garfunkel, great fucking album. Oh, yeah. Bridge Over Troubled Water. water. Sarcastle, which is what? Jefferson Star? Shoot. Yeah, I think I've seen this album. <coughs> is it Jefferson? You know, it's Star- funny. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Oh, this is after Grace Slick? This is like a if it's if it's Starship, it's like a eighties uh, eighties version of Starship. That's yeah. a complete guess. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, I the, think that's what they're called, Starcastle. The Back in Black album, which is kind of cool. That was just like uh, uh, ACDC. Yeah, I've seen the album. Yeah, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. That's the second one you have of uh, yeah, Fifty doubles. Second Street. I got doubles. I got doubles too. Pat Benatar. Uh, you know, I mean, I liked her stuff. I mean, she was popular. Get nervous. She's wearing a straight jacket. That's pretty. That's pretty hot. Foreigner. That's another double. What 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 album is that again? Resorts. Oh, uh, records. Just records. Foreigner. 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 Maybe it's foreigner, like foreigner. A, I don't know what foreigner. it is. Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer. Badass album. Oh, there cover. you go. Well, we were cool, talking about that. that yeah, that's the, a cool you know, the, cover, dude. Again, you know, because I have this musical background, I liked keyboards, you know, flutes, interesting stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, and and you know, when people talk about jam band, oh, I don't, I, they're a jam band. I just like to hear instruments, you know, yeah, yeah. mixing with each other. Of course. Whatever you want to call it, you know. Yeah. You know oh, wow, verse. I don't think I've ever seen this album. Life. I'm going to take a picture of that and send it to my brother. Yeah. Yeah, Neil Young, I fucking love because... Well, for a lot uh, of reasons. He's a great guy. You know, a lot of reasons, he, dude. He's like the Bill Murray of actors, you know. I dude, mean, I like that comparison, he's, man. Yeah. And he's just, like, doing his own thing. He's, like, he's, got he's his doing own, his own thing, Yeah, he's right? got his farm, yeah. and he's, like, he's just, like... Even got, though he's in the same genre. He's just riding around on a tractor, writing songs and albums still. Like, dude, that guy's killing it, dude. And he killed his whole fucking... Dude, he's... Yeah, that guy's awesome. I really like that. I got enough of that. All right. And he's got a really original voice. Because my brother's in a like uh, my brother's in in a Neil Young Ooh. tribute band. Leonard Skinner's fucking sick, man. <laughs> Those guys were like doctors at music, man. Uh, yeah, I know. I never. I you know the they just they just it was something about it. Is what it, it was, it was they, so they it was so Alabama and Mississippi that it was hard to get into them. But I don't know <laughs> who the fuck that's an interesting cover art too. Olden was I wouldn't. Oh, I know this one. Like this is you. Led that's, Zeppelin, no, right? Pink Floyd, I think. Or no, oh, Pink it? Floyd. That's yeah. what I. That's Animals. Right. Animals. Yeah, yeah great that's a, stuff. That's a really good one. Yeah, I'm not happy about Roger Waters though these days. What's the story with Roger Waters? Yeah, these days? he's like. Uh, I think he's anti-Semitic. Uh, that's he's, 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 he's actually. Ve- I I believe that though. Yeah, he's very. He's like I think. Not happy with the Asians and the Africans coming in, and and he's very uh, ego centered. That Alan Parsons you know, project uh, again, you know, good stuff. I can't talk shit on Pig Floyd. I just you can't. know, They're I one did, of my favorites. I, I did listen to Thriller. You know, I, mean, I can't talk shit on Michael Jackson either. Yeah, before he got crazed <laughs> out of his mind. Yeah, he was cool. His real pa- I have this Pat Metheny. Dire Straits. I mean, Dire Straits, right? Brothers in Arms, or maybe I just saw it. Oh, I have this one. Um, Brothers, Eat that's a peach, cool, that's, right? Yeah, Eat that, a peach. That's a badass fucking cover. Oh, Credence. CCR, man. Yeah. So the cool thing with them is they're like Southern Rock, but they're not from the South. Yeah, they're from Marin County, California. Uh, the, what's his face? That's from my Tamalpais High School. I lost a little respect for him, but I yeah. think they're CCR. They sound awesome. Right. Like, so you can't, can't hate it. You can't he hate did, it. Uh, 
He did Proud Mary, you know, keep on burning, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like it's on like, the Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like, come on. Yeah, there was something about their style of music. No, it's after I get my operation that I can't. Oh, okay, okay, cool. No, it's been okay. I just knew I, I had it. But Jethro Toll. I never uh, saw this album either. He's killing it on the flute. Right. He's wild guy, you know. He just goes hard, man. Yeah, I have their stand-up out. Those are some that I gave you, you know. This is probably my favorite. Yeah, Aqualung. That's my favorite toll. Historic, man. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I had some friends that had an expression, you know, when something was so cool, you would say you had an expression for it. Uh Had these friends that they would say, oh, man. That is so tall. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> right. I'm going to try to bring that these expressions back. Just grokking. Yeah, and, right. And grokking. Tall. That's tall. That's tall, I, you know, I've, been, I've been around long enough to get like a half of absorbed dude, all honestly, this crazy stuff. You tall know? and grokking. Tall. <laughs> the fool. Grokking. Grokking. Right. <laughs> I just got to remember them, you know? All right. Uh, Richie Havens. Yeah, I have two of those. Oh. I might have given you one. No, this is different. I don't think I have one like this. It's probably worth some money. I smoked hash with Richie Havens. Nice. Dude, he was at one of those beans. On he was one of those beans. Oh, so it was just like we a We were talk. hanging out we're in talking? Central Park, you know, and a bunch of people were sitting around in a circle, and I had some hash, and we smoked hash together. He had something, yeah. You smoked hash with Richie Havens? Yeah. <laughs> Did he say, did he have his guitar with him? No, he wasn't playing. He was, he was just, just sitting, just hanging out, right, with people. Yeah, yeah. God, that's rad. I heard him play a number of times. I heard him play. He, we went into Nashville from like where we lived, way out, you know, eighty miles from Nashville. We came into Nashville to see him at a small club, and he's just got so into it. He's like wearing these robes. It was later in his life, you know, his hair was getting white, you know, and had a long beard. And he just played all out. And and like some of the road crew had to like on each side hold him as he was leaving the stage. And it wasn't just because he was old and and feeble, but because of how much energy he was exhausted from the show. Insane, dude. It happens to me when I perform, dude. It takes a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. My brother is like Plus, that. if you're old as fuck. All right, this is one of the most comical Stevie Wonder albums to me. And tell me what you think about it, because it's him sitting on the Talking ground. Talking book, yeah. He's sitting on the ground, and he's he, he's looking at the ground, and it's like, what are you looking at, Stevie? Uh, you know what I said about imagination? He's not looking at anything. And maybe that makes me sound like an asshole. I try not to sound like an asshole. I'm just curious. But it's he's not looking at anything. I guess he's he's blind, you know. But right. But I think he. I, I mean, think he's, he's one of the most talented. He's so fucking talented. Right. So I, I wonder about that stuff too, right? And and that's why I said that. Maybe about, comical is not a good way to put it. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but oh, comical. That is, oh, it's not comical. No, but what, it's, what, it's just what, it's what, weird to me. What was like, comical was when uh, Cannon made a, a commercial for their. Uh, um, uh, uh, cameras uh-huh. and they said the Canon X500 is so easy even Stevie Wonder could use it what that's fucking dumb on so many I levels I know but he was into it I guess he got know. paid for it Santana yeah I love Santana but you know what I, I, I like I, that you, you hear it and you know it's Santana that's why that, I like, oh yeah that's why I like Santana. well you know that's interesting because that's why I like some of all those other groups in the in the 60s they were all stone out of their minds in their own different ways that all their music was different didn't right. sound like one or the other you have both of them red album and blue album wow 
Holy smokes. Yeah, dude. That is so cool, too, you know. Pokemon Master. Yeah, how, how, how they, you know, got into the whole scene with smoking weed with Dylan. Yeah, and then you dropping can see the how they changed over the years. Yeah. <laughs> well, amazing. we all did. We all looked like this in 1964. Yeah. And then we all looked like this in 1970. Uh, yeah, it's so cool. Or well, whenever, you know. So what's the deal with the Apple? It was their record. Oh, it's 66. It was their record company, App- Apple Yeah, Records. they created their own record company, right. And it makes me think of, like, the Adam, Adam and Eve story the apple in the Garden of Eden like why did they choose apple you know yeah, that's an interesting question it's like kind of I mean yeah it could have been tangerine I guess apple two syllables are better it comes up first in the phone book Elton John right yeah um, hockey hockey time chateau that's yeah. a fine album Nigel oh yeah he played with some good uh, musicians Elton John Joe Cocker too had some really good musicians with him uh, ELO Electric Light Orchestra. Days of Future Past. Oh, this is Days of Future. This is the first... Moody Blues. Moody Blues. And and this came out after their hit song that this guy, Denny Lane, was the lead singer. So, go now. This is like the... Go now. If you gotta go, girl, you better go now. 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 Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so that was a real big hit. And then the lead singer left, and they made this crazy thing. Dude, that Days of Future Past with... With the nights in white satin and the, you know That's the, a good track. the 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 the, uh, the the night the evening you know all of this stuff the day begins and the night it just it was just amazing just amazing and and you know what 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 blew my mind you you'll find this uh, pretty funny uh, Aaron I can't see a date on this but I'm saying sixty six sixty six sixty six sixty seven at the latest all right we're looking at. 67. 67. So, 67, right? Yeah. And then they had all these other albums, Search of the Lost Cause, blah, 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 blah. And all the ones you showed me that I didn't even see. And there's all these others in between. Just love them. Great music, singing, the way they put a song together. Some might have sounded jazzy or a little, you know, I don't know, not kind of stuff. But... Mm -hmm. But they had like real cool lines, and yeah. I was talking with someone and said, um, "Gosh, I love the Moody, Moody Blues." Uh, yeah, when did they get elected to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And and the guy said, "There's another the, Moody Blues." The guy said, "They're not in the Hall of Fame yet." And That's this insane. Is like, this is like a three years ago. Crazy. Three years ago. And they're still not. No, they got elected a they three did. years ago. Okay. Four, okay. Or two years ago, and I. Who is deciding this stuff? Yeah, I have no and idea. Jethro Tull is not even in the Hall of Fame. Oh, shit. You know, it's crazy stuff. And there's, you got it, these one-hit wonders, too. Yeah, that's Seventh the, Children, that's a good album, man. They're to, all good. They're all good. They're all good writers, and uh, I think this is after Ray. No, there's Ray. Yeah, good stuff. I really they're like all these good guys writers. a lot. Talking Heads. Talking Heads, yeah. Yeah, David Byrne, an amazing, amazing person. He's he's like from outer space. They're man. getting together again. 
They're thinking of playing again. Or whoever's, I think they're all alive. And he, had, and I saw interviews with them. You know, so he would tour with a massive band too. I mean, maybe not all the time, but a lot of the footage I've seen of him, he's has, he's like a pretty big group with them. Just, just, uh, uh, you know, just uh, again, you the the mind using your imagination, coming up with something different. He, he had this really cool thing where he would like he like went to Japan and got a lot of influence with their stage performance. And he he wore the big suit, and his whole thing was like he was trying to like make this yeah larger than life version of the suit because it's the most relatable uh, outfit of of like the human the human man. Oh yeah, yeah, the Western human. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. John Cougar Mellencamp, Scarecrow. This is a great album, you know. This is Americana. I never listened to it. I really like his stick now. Sean Phillips, I knew this guy. I had Sean Phillips' album. Strange stuff, interesting stuff. What's his deal? I don't. I don't know anything about him either. Um, he, you know, he was mainly a soloer, and he just had his own. It was almost like, uh, like a combinations of like Asian music and. And Western, you know, like he was a, maybe a yoga guru or something. Uh, it looks like there's hardened mustard on the back of that. I guess I was trying to take it off. That's kind of weird mustard. The mustard no, I have. Leave it on. Let's see. The mustard, hard, the mustard I use wouldn't harden like that. Uh, Danny Morgan. I, I don't know him at all. He's got the hairiest hand I've ever seen. And it says, thanks for, it says, to Scott, which is my dad, thanks for listening, Danny and he's shirtless on the back of a horse. <laughs> Pretty funny. It's, maybe it's like, well, I don't know what the deal with that is. He doesn't have a shirt on here in the cover. Yeah, he just likes to be shirtless, and he's hairy. He's pretty hairy. Oh, I see. Yeah, there's his hand. You see how hairy his hand is? It's just as hairy as his face. Yeah. Jesus. Sticks? Sticks. That's yeah. like 80s, right? Yeah, no, this is definitely 80s, maybe even 70s. In this album, yeah, you know, also, I again, you know, I could be judgmental here, and I am, you know, but and it doesn't mean that my thoughts are correct, but I, I, I guess it was, you know, I was, I thought of these bands in the 80s that was like smoke and mirrors, yeah, you know, kind of cheesy, and like, I just like the guys came up on stage in jeans and like knew how to like go through, they were more show. They're right, like, that, they're, that's more, that's they're like showboats, kind of. Right, maybe that's why I didn't get into it. Leonard Not Skinner. that Leonard Skinner was, you know. They, they, were, were, they were like showboats. No. But they were like, like you were saying, they came up in blue jeans and shit, and they were just Oh, yeah, no, they were into cool stuff. Um, you know, just, I guess, I mean, I wasn't into them to begin with, or even ZZ Top, you know, when ZZ Top came out. They're yeah. great. Yeah, they're, they're great. For sure. but, but when they came out... Um, and everyone in Tennessee was so hot on them. And, and I'm thinking, I was into uh, Canned Heat, you know. Canned Heat stuff. And, 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 you know, they, they had stuff like that, too, you know. I said, what's the big deal? But I, I grew to appreciate uh, yeah. um, That's Canned Heat's another one with just all You don't on. have them, though. Oh, so anyway, Leonard Skinner, a lot of good stuff. But when they got down on Neil Young for writing that Southern Man, you know. Oh, yeah, they actually made it, put we it into the lyrics. We don't need no Neil Young they around put it anymore. Into, into the song, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, they didn't want to hear that. It wasn't their fault. 
Who? One of the best ever albums. Who's next? Who's next? Yeah. And the last one. Last but not least. It's the bur- it's a band. The band? No. The second the right, second Crosby Stills in there. Deja vu, Crosby Deja Stills. Deja vu. Another another amazing classic. Yeah, I don't know what happened with mine. I wish I knew. Steve Stills is still playing, creating new music. That's right. Yeah. Carry on. Love is coming. Then, like today, some people are singing, <laughs> carry on. AR-15s are coming. <laughs> yeah. Forget that love shit. That's funny. because you know, <laughs> All you can do is laugh, really. Who needs that love shit? <laughs> so Jamie sends oh, me. here, put that with your stuff. Oh, you know, I, oh, you never got to listen to this. I can't believe let's it. Let's listen to it right now. I thought you can't listen. I thought you don't have the record player. No, let's listen to it on Spotify right now. Oh, Spotify. All right, that's Fortune Radio for you. Okay. Okay.